You're out of your goddamn minds. Are you listening to me? You're both nuts. I know more about casino security than any man alive. I invented it. And I cannot be beaten. They got cameras. They got watches. They got locks. They got timers. They got vaults. They got enough armed personnel to occupy Hackney. Okay, bad example. It's never been tried. Oh, it's being tried. A few guys even came close. You know the three most successful robberies in Vegas history? Number three, the bronze medal. Luke Yin Jin grabs a lockbox at the Jainting Casino. He jumped, skipped, hopped right out of the guard's hands. An aspiring director but couldn't direct himself to his Toyota Corolla. He got lost in the car park and the feds found him three weeks later still wandering around, car keys in hand. Second most successful robbery, the Flamingo 1971. This guy, Matt Flacco, a writer, actually smelled fresh oxygen before they got to him. In fact, he found fresh water in one of the casino furnaces trying to escape out front. Sure shame he couldn't swim though. Goddamn hippie. And the closest man has ever gone to robbing a Las Vegas. Ah, oh, shit. Start again. And the closest any man has gone to robbing a Las Vegas casino outside outside of Caesars in 87, Nico Bileson. Giant of a man. Great with a camera and sharpest of them all. His only problem was. It was craft beer night, and Nick was a huge fan of the Smorgenschmein. He stole, he stole all the money, got drunk, and lost it all again on the slot machines. The, the casino still doesn't know it was robbed. No money went missing. In a world preoccupied with professionalism, do you already think you know what a good podcast is? That's bullshit. That's not how the world works. Have you even considered any alternatives? What about uninformed hosts? Only the last watch was where I understood what her name actually was. Unwarranted and potentially liable accusations. Tom Cruise, he's just like slight kicks Brad Pitt. Audio issues. Uh, by the way, how do we record? Irrelevant tangents. If I go like to the girl's house and then there's like Oh, I'll stop you there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a section we can have in. Didn't think you had. So you've never heard the semi-professionals. I did not enjoy one fucking single bit of it. Offended on third. <laughs> Does anybody everybody know the Schmorgenstein <laughs> reference? Any South no, Park fans? No, no. I just laughed at the, at the name. <laughs> Give it a Google later. Yeah, it's, it's just it's a ger- German name is funny enough on its own. <laughs> yeah, even if it's made up. Welcome to Sim Professionals. Obviously, uh, this week we are doing Ocean's Eleven, the start of our third trilogy of the year. Three out of four, over halfway. Yeah, boy. Uh, mm. Released in two thousand and one, directed by. A fan favorite and probably a podcast favorite, Stephen Sourdough. <laughs> Real name Stephen Soderbergh. Is that that to get around the slander? We can say as much as we want about Sourdough. Yeah, yeah. Another Even alias of his. Uh, written by Ted Griffin. Cinematography by Peter Andrews. A.K.A. Stephen Sourdough. (laughs) (laughs) Naughty boy, naughty, naughty. Uh, Starring George Clooney, Bernie Mac, Brad Pitt, Elliot Gould, Casey Affleck, Scott Kahn, 
Eddie Jemison, Don Cheadle, Shaobor, Kin, Carl uh, Rayner, Matt Damon, Andy Garcia, and Julia Roberts. Our log line reads, Danny Ocean, a gangster, assembles a group of 11 people in an effort to steal money from three popular casinos in Las Vegas owned by his rival, Terry Benedict. Um, One thing, gangster. Yeah, yeah. So I, and I don't know how where you get your log lines from. Usually, I just type in the film and log line afterwards and pick the first one. That's a that's a fair way to do it. But they've they've, I think they dropped the ball there a little bit. Yeah, because he's not really a gangster, is he? I don't know if that's the Mm. fish. There's a hats on the. Yeah, but there's yeah. hints with the that he won't be going to jail if he finds him. But I don't know. If, I didn't get also, that. also, yeah, gang, the gangster and rival bit. I wasn't. I was like, I'm not sure about that. Mm. Uh, anyway, isn't that? Are we so talking about Ruben at the moment, or are we talking about Danny? Danny. Oh, because mm. Ruben's kind of like he seems mob. Could be, mob could be. money kind of like that, yeah. that he seems more like a, a gangster character than Danny he's a gentleman robber or something like that <laughs> mm. yeah. oh I thought I thought the logline was talking about Benedict is it not the gangster bit see that's the most no, obvious gangster oh that's that's who I he's, thought they're referring to as a gangster they're referred he's to, just about possible to Danny Ocean as a gangster let's read the let's, let's read the log line again <laughs> Let's pick read this apart. It again read it again. Those... Let's pick it apart. Dissection. Nothing gets Danny, past us here. Danny Ocean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, correct. Copy. A, gangst- a gangster. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty obvious he's talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know how we got three different conclusions. Yeah, Matt, there. you and me, we fucking dropped the ball big time. <laughs> so what yeah, sorry, were we sorry, thinking about? There is, that, that is a nitpick from me, though. Uh, I, no, I, I agreed. Think anyone in the film, Benedict, it would be just about possible him being a gangster mm. because of the repercussions he goes with after he's been stole from or whatever. White white but collar that, criminal, mm. I'd say. He was in there for yeah. fraud and stuff. Yeah. He's a con artist. He's not yeah. a gangster. Gang, gangster is someone who's going to you know break legs if they do something wrong. Yeah, pop some he's just swindling yeah. people. He's... He's uh, he breaks hearts, not legs. Yeah, breaks bank and breaks hearts. Evades tax, breaks even tax at the casino. I know a lot about all of those. He's the kind of prisoner that drives a nice break, car. Break, breaking bank, breaking hearts, and evading tax. Ah, <laughs> uh, edit. Oh, come on! Oh dear, BBC's coming after him. Yeah. Um. All right, then let's. Let's go uh, with the budget. Star-studded, isn't it? I saw it, so I'm going I'm to... Star-studded. Oh. I'm thinking this is a lower lower budget um, just because everybody wants to work with fucking Steven Soderbergh mm. and they're all going to take a, a, <laughs> a nil salary, basically, or they're going to make money on whatever the box office is. So I'm going to say... 15 15 because they still shot in the, vegas the budget. jeez God, i'm way off oh, in my, in my oh head. wait i didn't see it 
That's, that sounded like the worst. You tell the truth. That sounded it. like the worst lie ever. <laughs> yeah. saying, I did, I, that was my guess, mate. I feel like Luke oh, just wants I, to win. <laughs> oh, wait a second. I didn't see it. <laughs> the worst con artist ever. Oh, hang on. I didn't. No, I saw the I saw the box office. Sorry, I'll, I'll have a go at the budget. See, fifteen is is low. I was thinking higher. Two thousand and one. I think mm. it's two thousand and one actually. Not a space odyssey. <laughs> it's actually two thousand and two. <laughs> No, it's not. No. Uh, I'll redo the intro. I mean, I... 2001, right? I'm sure I, I read that somewhere. But I, yeah, I thought it was 2001, but... No, yeah, release date, 15th February 2002. It, it might have been one in the US United, or one in the UK, yeah. Yeah, United Kingdom. So Ah, that doesn't count. All right, I'm going to give it a neat uh, 24. I'll go 30. A24. Yes. <laughs> Um, what did you say, Luke? 30. 30. Come on. Drum drum roll. Did it again. Whoa! All right. Well, sorry, guys. (laughs) I think I I misled people. (laughs) (laughs) Don't start slating him yet. (laughs) He paid him. He paid him something. I mean, still well, split, split between like eleven people. <laughs> still quite, still quite cheap, I suppose. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah. But, uh, I guess there's a lot of there's a one. There's a lot of scenery lot. to build Stars. as well. Yeah. It's a, like it is a is a star-studded cast. There's no yeah. Like, Wait, there's so, no shortage. And it feels Lord exclusive in Vegas, doesn't it, with the fight and all that boxing. It feels very exclusive. That's yep, true. Bring it back to Lord of the Rings. Come if, on. If, yeah. if we yeah, can sorry, just bring Luke. this back to Lord of the Rings, um, that's the same year. And that was what? 150? 125? Mm. So only a little bit. Well, I mean, it's almost double. But, but per, if you think per, about the genres. But if you think about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, if you think about one, how good Lord of the Rings well. is. <laughs> 100 mil. That was two years earlier. Oh, shit, yeah. Episode one. $2. Fuck, this is fucking expensive. Maybe you just paid them exactly what they wanted then. Mm. But didn't we have this, but with with, um, uh, side effects as well, that it was way more expensive than we thought, where where we thought, like, it's going to be like this little indie flick, and it turned out to be like... 40 or yes. 50 grand or something Lord like that. Lord of the Rings side effects and Star Wars have been brought in. <laughs> the Holy Trinity <laughs> in the space of 40 seconds. Yeah, I think I, it's this, it's got to be the stars. He treats the stars well and can give the opinion. Yeah. I think he treats himself well. I, ha- I heard a fact salaries. today that, yeah, true. But that Damon um, re- uh, refused Avatar in favor of this, even though. He, Cameron offered a ten percent stake in Avatar. Avatar? That was dumb. That'd be when did 200- Avatar come out? Two thousand and nine. No, I thought it was way earlier than that. Wait, but, but, no, but, it was definitely later because sure. I but saw he, it. But he was developing Avatar for ages. I mean, so he's what, been Damon working on Avatar gonna... two for the last decade. Mm, so, so hang much. on, Damon had to choose between doing Ocean's Eleven in 2001 or doing Avatar in 2012. Let's not go. We don't need to talk about too much of Matt Damon's decisions <laughs> because we we spoke about this before. 
And, and I think at some point we're going to get a letter from his management. <laughs> yeah, I'd like one. I'd like one clarifying his moves. What was he going to do to sell his ass for 12 years? <laughs> what did he pass on for? Wait, wait, it might have been, it was something. My he glasses passed on Manchester Arabia by the Sea. For, for he passed on Manchester by the Sea for downsizing, didn't he? Manchester by the Sea, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just making all the right decisions. To be fair, I think, I mean, what do you reckon? Is, is, is Avatar or... No, I think I've just made that up. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah. But the whole fact, all of it? I think all of it's wrong. Okay, cool. He famously passed on the bridge of the River Kwai to do <laughs> yeah. The Last Samurai. Good to be here. Hey, mate, I'm with you, Matt. We've got to keep this podcast interesting. We've got to keep people with Just us. keep you on your feet. Yeah, you were. We've got to have the information that no one else has. Lucky yeah, we like were shot Imagine press. if we missed that. That would have been awesome. Oh, my glasses steamed up. So <laughs> sweaty. No, but uh, in terms, well, in terms of the cast that passed it, I know. Um, uh, Bless you. Bless you, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> That's the second time in a week. I'll make. Could, can you keep your background quiet, mate? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's in a train yard, and we're not even that. I am. Um, Nimble on the this, mute button. There was three people. Yeah, they all heard that. Keep your sneezes down, please, they said. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Danny Glover, uh, Luke, and Owen Wilson all turned this down for. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums. Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. Would have been interesting. Luke and Owen Wilson as the brothers instead of Casey Affleck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Which Sean Can. Is that his know, name? I think they're, yeah. Mm. They're good in this, but like, I have no complaints about them, but I imagine what it would have been like had it been like a pair or a duo as, as iconic as Luke and Owen. Oh, you can't change out the brothers. That's I wouldn't, you've got I them on your desktop background. <laughs> that is <laughs> such a betrayal. The betrayal's him. already started. Reminding him. He's got a gift for this, hasn't he? You've got a your background. Bloody hell. I yeah, set I it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Blade Runner 2049 2, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I gave you the um, the high grounds, Obi-Wan Kenobi background. Yeah, you did. It's a good comeback. Um, all right, <clears throat> let's... Uh, where are we at? Okay, well, uh, worldwide gross, box office, whatever we do at this... Yeah. That's today. Uh, That's like t- to date... Is that right? To date. To date. Yeah, Luke's already seen it. Apparently, I saw it. But or have I? He might. He might pretend again and put in a mm. fake guess. Throw away one on. Um, seven ninety. Seven ninety. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I like it. That's a lot. <laughs> I thought. I thought it um, cost us to make, and it shocked me there. So, I'm going to go half a mil. Half a mil. Five hundred mil. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what was happening. Sorry, so there's a, I should have said half a. Oh no, it's not even half a bill, is it? Oh, wait, no, uh, it's, it is. No, it? no, no, a thousand million. It is a thousand yeah. million. Yeah, is a thousand it? million is a billion. Yeah, yeah so, so, so five hundred, five hundred million would be half. half I'm going to go with half a oh, billion course, dollars. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, billion. Well, 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 yeah, you're 450. Yeah, oh, very well. good. 
God. So he's done well there. And I guess that does come from the cast, right? You know, he's... Yeah, you can market this pretty mm. well. Yeah. Well I haven't seen any cash. of the trailers, actually. Did anyone... Has anyone seen the trailers? No. no. Actually, I think I have. I think they go through and they, they're like... They introduce every face, every character, every actor with, like, the con Grease man, man or the grease man or da-da-da. I think it's something That's like cool. that. It's really based around the the, the cast. What they should have sense. done is Ella Fitzgerald, Leon Spinks. They should have introduced him like that. Yeah, yeah, they should have. <laughs> We're going to need two Ella Fitzgerald at least. I can see uh, I'm slightly... Beyond you. <laughs> I do. Hope you catch up. I've I got in just now, but it's too late for me to laugh. <laughs> I got it. Oh. Um, um Yeah. Well the thing is with the budget, supposedly they all took a cut on their fees. Mm. Because they'd said, and like you said, Nick, it's that whole thing of like, oh yeah, I'd want to work with Stephen Sourdough. And I was the same, same, because we've both got the Blu-ray, which I am very proud to own. Did you? Yeah, you made the purchase. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it was like eight pounds for three films. Yeah. You can't really go wrong there. No, it's good. Um, Not for the four films. Has anyone yeah, seen, are we doing Ocean's 8? Has anyone seen in our trilogy? Are we doing 11, at, 12, and 8? <laughs> at that point, I'm going to... Let's edit that out. Just get in some... Sorry. Some, some wind in the background there. Yeah. Um, but in the, in the... Matt Damon's, like... I think he's the one I remember specifically who's like, Oh yeah, how could you pass up on this opportunity to work with Steven Sourdough? Because you everyone says it, but yeah. I don't. That means a great guy. What's yeah. the hate here? Oh, nothing. I don't have any hate. But everyone hates Sourdough on this. <laughs> I don't. I think <laughs> look, if the guys that work with him are bigging him up, there must be a reason. It just stems from our second episode. That's probably never going to see the light of day. Because that was yeah, our pre pre mic episode, but what was, was it? Side it was just the yeah. Side it just seemed like a bit of an ego trip. Side effects was the second episode that we did. Yeah, what was it? Oh, sorry, sorry, lads. That was early. <laughs> did we start? We went with from like... no country for old men no straight country, to yeah. side effects. <laughs> it's good to do different movies. Oh, I didn't remember that it was literally the second. So I, I just I'm think it, still it, going. it still stems from there where we were. I don't know, fresh, freshly doing the podcast, expecting the big movie, and then a movie disappointed slightly, and we just started slacking off Mr. Soderbergh a bit. Um, and then adding to that the whole, you know, editing him itself, shooting it himself, uh, directing it himself, that whole yeah, thing. I think it just rubbed us the wrong way a little bit. But I think, it, like, in general cinema universe he's regarded as one of the big kind of like independent cinema people he's, he's a so nice we need to acknowledge as well. that as well like everyone, everyone talks about how nice he is and how easy to work with so you know i guess 
Uh, I suppose to some of these, then they've got like actually really annoying directors who are like telling these actors you've got to do this a certain way rather than just letting them. Especially a film like this, you know, it must just be a laugh, a laugh riot. Yeah, um, Jack, did you yeah, watch the um? Did you watch yeah. any of the 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 audio commentary? No. Um, based, but it, but it really comes across that his filmmaking style is a hundred percent. We're gonna make it all up on the day, pretty much. He's like, I hate storyboarding, and like he wants to work with the actors to develop the the scenes and stuff like that. And doing that with with this kind of budget is, I think, interesting. Question. Like it, it's very kind of like indie filmmaker approach, and I think people and especially actors respect that. What what is the commentaries like? What do you get? Like? There's two. So I, I only watched the one. There's one with Brad Pitt, Casey Affleck, and another actor. Um, and then the other one is with Steven Soderbergh and the writer Ted. Uh, do they actually talk over it? Yeah. Have you never seen a commentary track? No, they just play the film. <laughs> but they just let you know it. At the beginning, we're in the room. You, there's a little, talk. there's a <laughs> yeah, there's a picture-in-picture picture where you watch them watching the movie, and that's no. it. Yeah, mate. Dude, do you, you not know? Have you commentary? never seen a commentary track? Is that's the pleasure you get? You you witness them witnessing their I, own Because that, that's what I thought they were. But I've always just been like, why would I want to watch a film with them talking over it? I want to watch the film for me. It was about. I mean, you wouldn't give it the. It's not your first watch. Because, it's because said. Well, I mean, I've watched. I've watched this three times now. This week, anyway, I watched oh. it, and I, and every time I've because it says on the DVD menu, <coughs> it's got the three selections. Right, it's got Brad Pitt. Uh, Blu-ray. Yeah, Blu-ray. Sorry. <laughs> Blue. Sorry. <laughs> you wanna buy a DVD? You wanna buy a DVD? Good quality. <laughs> Um, Blu-ray, Beckham. Uh, Beckham, can call him. It says on the. It says the it says menu. that you can you can yeah you can pick no commentary. It, it just yeah. There, it's just them, there, them talking about the the process of making it, little anecdotes from set. It's pretty much what you I think expect. Christ, <laughs> we're back to basics here, aren't we? <laughs> Yeah, I still, I'm still not going to watch the uh, commentary. <laughs> no, they just they commentate it's, it's like good. a football match. Carl <laughs> <laughs> Reiner, Carl Reiner coming up the left, <laughs> switches the ball to Tony Garcia. <laughs> Tony Garcia making good progress up the right hand flank. Should we talk about uh, the film? Andy Garcia. Oh shit! <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Huber Gooding Jr. <laughs> <laughs> he's good in this, isn't he, right? He is. He's really good. British accent. <laughs> oh, cut. <laughs> cut that! <laughs> Edit! <laughs> oh, shit. All right. This, uh, all right, quick one. Film or digital? Film. Film. No, I'm going to go film. Yeah, well done, everybody. Film. Thanks. <laughs> I think I think everything pre two thousand two, the game is right? 
Yeah. Was it two, when would episode two come out? Was that 2001 or 2002? I thought it was two. 2002. I think so too. So everything before that. I mean, we can yeah. still do it, but. You know. <laughs> you still have to do it, mate, if you want. Yeah. Do, <laughs> you can still do the game, but. Well, yeah, it's in there. I've got to get a few wins. Um, all right. Uh, first impressions then. Let's let's get to Negri. Has anyone seen the. Everyone, everyone has already seen this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a first watch for anyone. First watch, actually. Yeah, once. Yeah. Once. All right. Go on, then, Nick. Talk about that once and then this time. Um, yeah, I'd seen this one time before. I uh, don't really remember when. Uh, it's probably on TV or something like that. Um, these were never movies that I felt gravitating to, gravitated to for some reason. Um, but on this rewatch, I really, really enjoyed them. I enjoyed the the or the first one. I've only seen the first one. Also, I, no spoilers for twelve or thirteen because I haven't seen those at all. So let's started. keep this. Keep this in the uh, episode uh, episode eleven, Ocean's Eleven uh, universe. But I I really <laughs> <Episode> liked <laughs> <laughs> I really liked how incredibly fast paced. Like he's out of prison, and then the next thing is like he meets the first guy, and then he meets the second guy, and it just like unravels perfectly from there on out. Um, and I I I, I really liked the. A lot of the humor in it. Um, I really like Bernie Mac. I've only seen, I've not seen anything with Bernie Mac. I found him very, very entertaining in this. Um, and yeah, just like the energy, like the heist, obviously, that's really pleasing to watch. And then the twists and turns and everything. Um, so yeah, great, great second watch for me. For, um, <laughs> For those who don't pay for the uh, the video service, it's recommended you do not. <laughs> uh, Luke and Jack have both uh, fist bumped and clasped the air in excitement. Um, and following that, I will lead on to Luke. Um, well, I must have watched it very early on because it feels like I never haven't watched this film. I think I was just sort of, it was downloaded to me when I came out of the womb. But I watched it very early on and me and my brother sort of bond over a certain early 2000s movies and this was one of them. Um, it's just, it, what it oh, is You and your brother is, um, and, and Jack, your other brother. And, and my other brother, Jack. I didn't <laughs> realise I'd have to clarify that, but um, it just... It has all the elements of a, the type of film that I enjoy. As I've mentioned before in films like Happy Times, I just like the building of something in films. I like putting the crew together. That's th- Those are major elements of this. And so a heist, a heist movie with an ensemble cast is, is right up me alley. So I've always enjoyed this. And uh, this must have been, I don't know, 10th 11th 12th watch probably <laughs> i should have gone 11 12th 13th really but um <laughs> make it 11 come on yeah yeah enjoyed it so i i can't really 
distinguish between views now because it just washes over me. It's like it's so ingrained that I don't really not enjoy the experience, but I don't really like actively excite about the experience either. So, yeah. Sounds like one of the annual uh, Luke Jin watches. Absolutely. It's, it's a packed calendar and this is somewhere in the sun. <laughs> this, this is in it. <laughs> I don't watch anything new. <laughs> Matt, for some reason, I feel like that you would be the person who's seen this the least. Mm, uh, no, I've always, it's always been on and I've been around when it's on. This is the first watch I've actually sat down on and, and like dedicated <clears throat> myself to watch it from beginning to end. Before I was just like dipping, dipping in and out or it was like on the telly or something. But I don't ever remember a first time or how many times because I, I, I know the film like well. I know everything that happens in it. and But this is the first time yeah, I've sat down properly and watched. And yeah, same as Nick. Like I was really... Um, just just blown away at like the pace of it it's tips from from phantom menace it seemed it just built and built and built and it <laughs> and for me i was like it's a fair comparison <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, lo- I loved it i thought it was really good nice. i found it found it hard hard to to knock it we'll, we'll try but uh, yeah. like extremely strong for me I was going to say I was gearing up to uh, defend this of my heart, but it looks like I'm going to have an easy ride. Jack. Yeah, this is good. This is good. It makes me really happy. I don't. I don't think there's been a film we've we've really had a proper, proper resounding, uh, positive response from everyone mm. in such manner. Mm. But uh, <clears throat> in the same way. Uh, I don't know if maybe we actually did have this on DVD or or I certainly remember it being a blockbuster uh, rental at some point. And then I don't know how Film 4 do their kind of scheduling, but they must, uh, they must have this film at like, you know, their top three watched films. Ever and they and when they've got you know a quiet month they'll just bang this on, and I'll watch it every single time. But in the same way as you, Matt, I think it's it's I've always like even if it's been on, I'll have it on the background. Mm. But no matter what, like whatever bit that I like, switch off and switch back on again. I know where I'm at. I've seen that enough times. But it's just it it for me. It's just pure entertainment. Like there's there's films that we could dissect about being artists and all that bullshit, but this is just, it's just pure entertainment. It's just a good laugh with Brad Pitt and Clooners. The lads. Yeah. I mean, talking about like what we talked about last week with popcorn cinema with, uh, with good time. I think this is 10 times the amount of popcorn cinema, pure entertainment, pure joy, watching it all like unravel and work out mm. it's just so slick yes it's a real it's just, just a slick it's a slick movie but i think like when you when you think of like movie going i think it's it's like rare that maybe these films kind of exist anymore now like to go to the cinema for mm. with it being like this whole 
I feel like it's opposite opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, with with a lot of uh, uh, like superhero and Marvel and even like Fast and Furious or whatever, like yeah, you've got that that kind of end of it, and then you've got the other end, which is like more art house and yeah. I think because uh, it's it's become such a strong point of reference for any heist film, they will always be compared to it, and and it seems I don't know if anyone can recall heist films like prior to this, but whenever anyone says heist, I always think of this. And any other heist film, it, it's not for me. It's not not as good, and it seems like they're yeah. they're trying to do it. And I don't know if Ocean's Eleven is the first one to really like perfect it in that way, but it doesn't. Every other film is trying to be Ocean's, but have a real concerted effort to be different in their own way. But whereas Ocean's was the yeah. well, what I think is the what like the one to perfect it. It doesn't shy away from what it is. Like it introduces everyone really quick, like a snapshot of like. The, the race between the brothers or the the, the poker match with the celebrities um uh, the guy um, knocking the safe in it's just not afraid of that stuff but but now that seems very formulaic mm. um but it, it just works so well in this i think also elder generations would probably say the original italian job just to add to that yeah would be would be a massive staple as well but yeah. but yeah you're right it is i think in modern era it is the go-to, isn't it? Everything's mm. compared to it. We should maybe say that this is a, a remake. A remake yeah. Like, which I actually didn't know until we decided yeah. to do this trilogy. Um, I think nobody's seen it here. Have they? Nobody? Nobody? No. Um, I actually listened to Film Junk as coincidentally doing exactly the same thing as we're doing right now. <laughs> just a fucking zeitgeisty. Um, <laughs> oceans. They just tapped it. They're doing an ocean, Oceans yeah, premium thing. But they, oh, so man, they watched. <laughs> they started with Oceans 8. I bet they did. Uh, no, they're so, no, they're they, so in with the crowd. They, like, yeah, like, but they, they did, women. they did include it. <laughs> they did include it, but they, oh, so they, they, they watched the original as well. And they all said that the original was pretty much shit. Um, okay. Which, like, after looking at, like, Letterboxd or IMDb, the ratings for it is not great, really. They said the the, the, the feel is kind of interesting. Um, but they say that, I think it's from, is it from the 60s or something yeah, I think like it's that? 60s, Fra- yeah. Fra- Frank Sinatra, Red Pack. 57 or something like that. Yeah. So what, they was, say, what was carried over? Sorry, Nick. Well, the whole ensemble thing obviously um, carries over. There's a whole con, or there's the similar thing with Danny Ocean's and Tess. Okay. Um, there's like a similar thing there, but in the old Oceans, she hates him. It's a motorcycle. Hmm. Um, yeah, so she she's not like she does. She doesn't get her back at the end, basically. Oh, he doesn't get his wife back. No. Oh, how does that? So it's not about that, that at all. Oh, it doesn't. Just, she, I think she just doesn't like him. I think, but I don't think there's the whole. I like you at the start. I like you at the end. I shouldn't be there's in this. Whole... <laughs> um, other than that, they say what's interesting is to kind of see Las Vegas in the '60s, and they were like really underwhelmed with, like you imagine Las oh, yeah. Vegas to be like this. It's like Reno. Party it's thing. like two casinos in a parking lot. Oh, that was exactly. Weird. Yeah, yeah. So there, there is parts of me is like, oh, that be might be interesting to to watch yeah, that's like a fucking Audi Prime or something Robin like Aldi. that but other than that they said the, the, the chemistry within the the Rat Pack um, is not 
that great, really. A lot of Frank Sinatra songs, <laughs> uh, which I guess makes sense. But yeah, does anybody know why or how this the remake came to be? Like, like who, Steve like the development just story Steve behind just it? Fancied it. <laughs> That's a complete it's wing. I was waiting for someone to say something, <laughs> and Jack goes, "He fancied it." What? What are we gonna do next? No, well, him and Clooney were reading stuff and I heard that it was the one of the first things they read because normally you'd read so many scripts before you actually got interested in anything and it was the first one they read and I think Sourdough was like oh, George this is actually pretty good this first one and so apparently Steve's a big a big snob is what Clooney said in the interview as well so he was surprised and so he thought if if, if he thinks this is good it must be good snob in um, what way like like uh he's he was just like oh he hates you know picky. steve he hates everything yeah. and uh he loved this so it was oh, the one to go with even the scripts that he's looking at looking to make even he's like uh oh, half of these are shit yeah <laughs> unless this is like i, I can make i can make this work no one else could but i can probably just about pull this <laughs> yeah. off um but yeah i don't i'm not sure I don't know anything any deeper. Yeah, Sado reading scripts. Yeah, Sado was warring with Cameron at the time for for Damon, wasn't he? The what? No, he wasn't. How oh, was that a joke? Yeah, oh, I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a callback. <laughs> right. Uh, I think that's one of the best facts we've ever had. So, did, did it's no made so, up. But nobody saw this in in cinema. No, no. So just I, I was in Florida at the time. I did not see Oceans. <laughs> <laughs> Were you actually in Florida at the time? Uh, yeah. We would have been too young though. Two thousand one. That's when I watched. Wait a second. You watched Tomb Raider and you watched Star, Star Wars, Star Wars. Yeah. And, to- and, and Tomb Raider and, and Lord of the Rings Raider. in cinema. What, what one do you? What one do you think? Yeah, with Angelina Jolie. <laughs> with Angelina Jolie. Uh, Right from the new ones. Yeah. Oh no, the, the I think the very first one. Yeah, just I was, Tomb Raider. I was eight years old. With um Rocks My oh, World. Matey Boy oh Betty Yeah. Mm. This is the play Tomb Raider 2 on the PlayStation and I couldn't believe the big screen. <laughs> um sorry. <laughs> uh, I, no, I was gonna I was just gonna ask, like, so this is obviously a bit of a spoiler for the next uh, two episodes, but did anybody see the others in cinema or is all of these no. kind of home cinema yeah that's interesting i'm so though. sure all of these are like tv for me like yeah, yeah they are on tv yeah they, 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 film four for some reason they're just like i don't know what you guys think but they for me personally they they feel like a cult classic kind of like i've always just had this kind of amusement with the oceans trilogy i've enjoyed them all Mm. and it's always been like like if it's on tv or something like that i would be like yeah i'll, I'll, I'll i would watch it um, there's a fondness there yeah mm. it, 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 it's just pure enjoyment and then like i said in the whatsapp group it, yeah i mean me and luke became best friends um after we briefly discussed some bffs uh, rusty well, and danny Shh. yeah see i wasn't who'd aware be rusty and who'd be danny Sorry, Matt. That's about a question. I was trying to do playground talk and you, you were trying to break down a film. <laughs> um, I wasn't I wasn't aware of its culty 
uh, status until I've met you two. Uh, <laughs> you two chumps. <laughs> you two fucking idiots. Who and and like oh, you swell, isn't it? <laughs> and and the and the talk it the relentless talk at night. No, the the talking about <laughs> The the tiny little moments in it that I was like, oh yeah, yeah, that was funny. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it opened me up to like now I'm considering I'm looking forward to the other two because yeah, I never I, considered this like cult. Like I think a part of that is sorry, the other three. I I, I know you uh, a little a little bit, Matt, but uh, the I think the humor is very kind of up our alley in general. Mm. It's mm. quite subtle. Yeah, uh, I'd, I've always thought it's it was it was quite unique. Um, some of the jokes I'm sure we'll get into, but, uh, yeah, I always found it quite unique, but I did, I did just, I did watch 12 in the cinema. Um, I can't remember if I watched 13, but I remember it vividly. We went out, a family friend came over and we all went like as as two families went to the cinema. I think it was the only only time we've ever done that. And, um, our minds were blown when we came out. Mm. I'm not sure if they should have been. But we'll get. We'll find out next. Right. We'll find out next that. episode. No spoilers. Oh, I ended it with a question. Send me down in mood. <laughs> well, overall, that one's pretty happy. Yeah, where, send it there. Where? Yeah, where is? <laughs> where is there to go? I mean, we can. If if we have if we have early trio that has dislikes in them, maybe the dis we could elongate that trio to talk about our dislikes to see if that oh. actual. Hold on a minute. Is, <laughs> I've got a if, long if list I... of notes if we're short. Oh, go on. <laughs> no, I wasn't saying we'd just do it now, but oh. otherwise no, pl- we please go into the car. No, no, no stop now. Class. Right, number one. <laughs> no, let's start. We can start with we can start with class because I think it's it's like such a, a pivotal thing to have. Yeah. These these huge names, and I, and I think that probably is also why the film did so well uh and and why it's kind of not lingered but just like it's always been like semi-iconic to me as well but like with with the cast it's george clooney and brad pitt as the two leads Uh, i looked at laura when they both were on the screen i went you don't know how lucky you are with this (laughs) (laughs) it's tough it's really tough to beat that Mm. And then if you've got a good script and you, and it's entertaining, it's like it's and it, yeah, it. it's their characters as well because they're yeah. they're just people that you want to hang out with. Yes. They're like, oh, cool. They look cool. They're con men. It's like you just want to be like in the in the car with them, like right in and between in the I think seat. what <laughs> makes a lot of it is they're so uh, effortless. Yeah, like, a lot yes. of very good chemistry of, as buds. A lot of cool characters. Um, they sort of look like they're playing cool, mm, but these mm. guys look like they couldn't give a shit, and that is why. Like especially uh, the character of Rusty, he's so laid back, and I think mm. you know everything about him—the eating, the kind of the not the not saying a line when other characters would—is a big thing. You know, mm. when he, at the beginning to start it chronologically, when he's teaching the guys how to play, what is it? He's blackjack, isn't it? Uh, yeah, poker? Texas, Texas Hold. Are they playing poker? Poker. No, poker. 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 I know this film about man, but he's um, there's <laughs> playing snap, playing Uno. <laughs> he sort of sits back a lot, and just there's a lot of breaths and sighs instead of lines, and I yeah. think that that kind of sort of yeah just it, sums up the whole vibe. 
There's a big, there's the big quiet one. Yeah, the big quiet one at the end when he goes all reds, baby, and then he just sits there. (laughs) And he just sits there. Yeah, Yeah. so good. Fucking funny. Yeah, I mean, comedic, comedic Brad Pitt is my favorite. Brad Pitt, I think he's he can be so funny. Yeah, and so subtle in his like comedy bits but just by reacting you guys are right yeah Yeah. one line that that really really just gets aligned or that really made me laugh was when the guy died and he's like did you send the fat did you send the wife flowers and he's like i I dated her for a while yeah (laughs) that really tickled me because there's stuff like that that i wouldn't have noticed when it was just on in the background well, because they almost say it under their breath. Yeah, is what yeah. I appreciate. You, yeah. you, it makes you lean in because they say it quietly and say mm. it in passing. So lines like that, even in past viewings, I'm pretty sure like I've missed. And then in recent viewings, I've I've then gone, oh, is that what they said? Mm. And I'm sure there was there was even more this time. But it's it's a lot of they're not trying to push too hard to make the audience like, oh, did you get that? Like you know, mm. they're not upfront. They're just very natural. It could be testament to to sell those if we're talking about an indie approach um as as cool casual hangout that that type of vibe to allow people just to like relax into it yeah not not these are the lines of your script and you have to be like Mm. probably did come into it yeah 100 percent. i think that 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 comes across in the behind the scenes quite a bit how much it was like there's room for improvisation and a lot of you know kind of like we'll make it up on the spot and make sure that the characters are right their chemistry is right they can develop a scene properly they can develop some dialogue properly mm. um and it yeah it, it does show especially between Clooney and brad yeah. Pitt, i think like those two uh, yeah and setting up those those characters at the start is so like the the exposition of of Clooney, it's it's the first very first scene and first shot, isn't it? In the in the cell, in the prison, and you know everything about him in like thirty seconds. There's his mm. his, his criminal history, the fact that he was he was married and now he isn't. Like like yeah. his yeah. wife says to him, like it, it's so True. good, and it, it because of the the setup of the interview, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel shoehorned. Yeah, yeah. so efficient. And then the next it. scene, yeah, he he you know as the ring mm-hmm. and you're like okay so that's his kind of like his mission he's gonna mm. get his have to get his wife back and it, yeah it's just very straightforward because that's the end result for him really isn't it it's not like whilst he wants to pull the heist it's, it's about getting his wife back rather than actually mm. getting the money yeah it's true it's the bonus of the money it's very true there's uh some but- great what I like about this is too is without being too parody like it's very meta in what it's doing as well like you have one of my favorite parts is how you have the paparazzi outside of the club that they've just been playing poker in and the younger guys are the ones getting papped and Brad Pitt and George Clooney in 2001 just walked Mm. past okay and all of those guys that play younger stars were teen stars in real life apparently i thought or i recognized that, the, yeah. the woman yeah, on the table yeah. Who was I that? Recognize that? that 70s show that's the guy that i recognize okay. anybody see that okay that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there's one called topher grace oh, i forget i forget the rest of the names but yeah i think i think topher is the one from that 70s show okay he's the nerd on that show dude even, 
even um, like he, they, they've done the whole sequence of them learning poker and stuff, uh, and then it cuts to them in the car, and he's like, "I'm so bored." He's like, "You look bored." Oh, dude, I love that shot. It's, it's like a video game, is, but oh. it feels so cool because it like it's like them driving around, and it's like you 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 instantly get the sense of that these guys like they're con artists they're cool like slick con artists mm. but you still get the sense that they don't know really how or don't want to do anything else other than do heists or jobs or yeah yeah like like Brad Pitt is so bored when he's not yeah. heisting and conning and stuff like that it's very cool yeah and it's and it, like you're saying about it, like the message it's like He's not he's not bothered by this like celebrity culture or whatever happens with like these people. And it also actually I really like the shot is um is when he's his, again funny line is when he's ordering the drink from the bar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And he's like about to run of, away with your yeah, wife or what is it? of my life. He's like yeah, what? I'm going to run away with your wife. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Right, right on, man. Yeah, but, but he's like, he's like sat there, like, like with his drink, like this. But and there's like, because well, I couldn't work out. It's like whether it was like a kind of artistic dancing performance in the like, behind the bar. But on that so shot, like stripping got, or yeah, yeah, kind of. But like everyone else behind him when he's like sat like that, everyone else is like, you can see them looking up. Mm. Uh, the dancing Stop phase. and it kind of and it feels like this kind of pseudo artistic I don't know establishment where rich and famous people would go but like he just doesn't give a shit about it because he just wants to be doing a heist mm. and then cut into that overhead shot of them in the car mm. that's a cool it's shot like you, like you said Matt that's I, a great like, shot that is, that is a shot I want to be sat in the back just <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to say anything well, but <laughs> if you like that shot, there's what a, we there's now, a six, boys. Yeah, there's a six-minute version of that shot in the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If you want it, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. true. It's That's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> the drives for we're gonna have to get it Quentin Tarantino. Drives, drives for six minutes, and when you watch him drive, I made six minutes of it. It's a long time. Yeah, but it right, I starts mean, in general, like the the way every single character is introduced. And you see them in their kind of like their their what they're good at, and mm. you immediately associate something. You associate um, a skill with the celebrity you see, and I think that makes it easy to kind of follow along with this big of a cast, where you, you you're not you know the people that are in it, so you're not like confused. What's his skill? What's his skill? You know, it's it's oh by fact that you recognize them, you can easily you recognize pin their the, skill, the, yeah. That's very exactly. true. Yeah, because if it was eleven yeah. strangers or new actors, It'd be impossible. Yeah, that would be difficult. That'd be awful. Yeah. You, you oh, need so like true. eleven very famous or like yeah. well-known people for it to work. Yeah, oh, yeah. So that is true. And yeah. I think with 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 already setting them like Brad and and George up as like best buds, and they're all, they already kind of banter with each other. It like that lays the foundations for everyone else to have their own little segment of what the character is and what they do and what they bring to the team but it's like that's that's the start and then it's them you know, 
they know the job, they know what they need to do, and then it's them finding each each little bit, each problem they've got to solve, they've got to solve with another person who's got their own like nuance or mm. quirkiness. It's funny that you said Matt that this is a reference for all other kind of heist movies. Is it it's true and it and, and the rest are kind of damned in a way because I can't, I've never seen it done better than this. Like putting together a crew scene is like my favorite thing mm-hmm. um, in this and the, and just the concept of it and how it flows. But I just don't think anything can compare to it. No. Like you almost couldn't do it again. It's done yeah. now. It's done once. I'm sure it's been done again, but they did it. They do it so well and they, they fuse comedy and then clarify everyone's role so succinctly and everyone's so just plays their character so well. And it, for me, I didn't, I don't, didn't recognize half of these guys probably before I saw the film. Only, there only would have been the main two guys, maybe Don Tudor. Um, but they seem to just have a knack for, well, the, I think the casting is genius. Like, cause yeah. out of, out of the hundreds of really famous actors, you've still got to pick a cast where you have 11 mm. people next to each other and they've still got to be defined in their own way at a glimpse. Because, I mean, how much yeah. screen time does everyone have? It's going to be very limited, isn't it, really, if you think about it, when it's yeah, like, chopped yeah. up. And there's never, like, who's that going in? No, you, you never have that. And I feel like everything in, else that's done this always has that. In the in the commentary track, um, Steven Soderbergh says how he was trying to make sure that he, within, like, about 15 minutes or so, he always... Uh, make sure that every character gets a little bit of of screen time mm-hmm. of some sort, just to make sure. It's place, man. Um, that's that's uh, that that there's, um, yeah, that you don't forget where they're at and that mm. they're all still part of the story. Oh, well, in um, every fifteen minute chunk. Yeah, he, he, he makes sure it like goes that. back was, to someone, uh, to everyone. Yeah. That that's you know, really cool. so that's why you check in with um, like Frank or Ramon at the car dealership and stuff like that. Okay, like yeah. Make sure that everybody gets their their time. Obviously, Brad Pitt and George Clooney, they get the most, but everybody needs to get some some screen time. That's true because, um, Ramon, you, you don't need to see them get a van because that's a bit by the by. Compared to the the EMP machine, that's that's the real thing. Mm. But, the, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny scene. Well, I think that's the thing. Every every time they do cut to them, they make them count. So instead mm. of giving a Ramon yep. a scene where they just show him buying a van in a montage, they give him a really character illuminating scene that's funny and has and has a proper structure to the scene, has a setup and a payoff. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I th- I'm pretty sure that old dude is famous as well. Yeah, the 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 car salesman, yeah. the dealership man, probably. Yeah, I want to see. Um, one of my one of my favorite lines as well is when they go to Ruben's house for the first time and he opens the door and they're all there and he's like, "Where did he get a group raid or something?" I never and knew what he said until this it. time around. But it, it, it like it's, I don't know if it's if if it's Stephen like almost taking the piss out of himself a little bit, but it is it's like it's so clear cut that, that who each person is it is like there's a group raid. There's some sort of deal going on that you like, yeah. you get you get this guy and you get you know you, you also get this guy and you get that guy and that guy and they're mm. all there and they all turn up. Imagine if the budget to this was the the amount that they were going to steal. <laughs> that would be really good. 
and how did they fund it? million dollars. <laughs> um, all right, Don Cheadle's accents. Uh, Blimey, mate! People, what are we? What are we thinking? You're gonna be a Barney. It's it's more the slang. I think I think he could have got away with the accent, but mm. if if it was subtle, but he was just trying to get in like crikey Barney, like using Cockney rhyme and slang. Like yeah. r- rarely people, like rarely people talk like that, even if they have that accent. Like that's apparently so, it's so rare. It's regarded as one of the worst um, accents in like like film accents in in oh, cinema surprised. history. Yeah. You know what's but funny so though? You almost get away with it because yeah, of the tone of emotions. Mm. So you can you say almost exactly it doesn't it almost doesn't bother you because it's taking the piss. Like so <laughs> yeah. much of it is taking the piss that you could easily just yeah. add Don Cheadle's accent to it and just say, oh, he's taking the piss. Mm. No, he definitely wasn't. <laughs> Let's just say it. Only just like say it within a kind of a comedy movie, which maybe like, maybe is this movie a comedy movie or like so. where in, in what, what genre does it fit in? It feels like a comedy, comedy movie ice, when you're watching it? it, no? Yeah. yeah. Only there. So yeah, it's probably it's, fine. It's just the 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 language that's actually used it's not the ancient shit but like you can you can look past it in most cases but it's just like it's the language that's used because it's on repeat like it's a constant reminder mm. of them trying to be like he's he's english and it's like you tossers you bloody yeah. bastards you had one job to do yeah and it's, it's <laughs> like it doesn't it didn't need like no, none of us speak like that that's so good no we fucking don't (laughs) Um, I've said Barney so many times (laughs) referring to being in trouble (laughs) Barney Rubble trouble trouble oh I didn't oh I really didn't like that bit (laughs) where he had to explain that I even referenced that to Jack today (laughs) unless we're in Reno we're in Barney we're in Barney Barney Rubble trouble trouble I'm Cockney listen to me (laughs) and look too fair Nick, did you see the um, in the behind the scenes they did one uh, which was about the costume or the what they wore? Yeah, which was actually really interesting because it kind of it, what we're talking about and how um, uh, decisive they were about like each individual character and and the, the and what they wore like the, the costume it like it makes a huge difference and without mm. seeing that I'd be like you know I I do completely agree. Um, they've all they're all like they all have their own complete style ah, mm. to differentiate and, you mean yeah and, and what was interesting actually he was like they actually spent hours with these like with these guys uh and uh, this he specifically says about brad pitt but it's like it's, it's not just because it was difficult to do but just because they spent so much time like trying to get it right and then working with the actor to to match the character but it's just like it's just it must be so much of it of being like trying to work out what they're most comfortable in and how they can like best play in a, in a version of themselves especially mm. say like Brad Pitt or George Clooney like, George Clooney mm. doesn't succeed in most of the film mm. but it's like it's so George Clooney to do that and the same with Brad Pitt like. but then on on um, on Basher and Don Cheadle and it's like he, he they they kept putting him in the like the the weird little silky like oh the cravat uh, he's very cravat much a, a Fagin like, character with his fingerless gloves uh, and his 
his big yeah. big coat like shakespearean yeah uh, and it was and that's the only one true thespians thespians <laughs> he even does the um the like the spin he does, a, he does, does like the pirouette spin, before yeah. he goes in steps oh, into that into yeah. the thing oh, yeah that's true yeah, yeah it's very, funny in the um funny. just to the uh the, the accent again or the dialect um in the where the steven soderbergh and the the writer they both are like yeah that was 100 percent don Cheadle's goal to do that accent they like backpedal heavily from the choice to do that kind of accent yeah. wait wait but then you who did they attribute it to to don wanting to do it oh yeah from him, it was from and him. he's like okay. yeah he 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 apparently he brought a dialect coach on board and stuff like that. he stayed in character so, the whole time as well he like spoke well yeah. not there's not stayed in character but he spoke like that the whole time so he didn't slip out of it yeah I and imagine. apparently he's so, not, so he didn't slip out of it yeah well, i know <laughs> we said he'd never do it again so well, i don't think anyone's gonna let him do it again to be honest <laughs> it's not really up to him um but but with um don Cheadle, i think there was some kind of weird oh yes. legal stuff going on like what was that like he, he didn't get he wanted he said, to be billed along with, uh, um, almost said Tom Cruise, uh, Brad Pitt, and George Clooney as like top, top billing, and yeah. they wouldn't give it. And then uh, now he's not billed at all, or yeah. something like that. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, I, I read it's that ego. He, all, all I saw was that it was something to do. He he said like at the end of it, uh, that some things weren't done the way that they should have been done, or like it, it seems like very like behind the scenes stuff but that he at the end he didn't want to be credited on the film um, and they wanted to remove all all credits of him being on it which well, I, that... I don't understand because you can like he is one of the main characters like I know it's a supporting but like it's yeah not but there's huge other guys there's a massive other guys in it that's the problem yeah like he's asking but... a lot to be billed with because that is the story what Nick said he's, he wanted to be billed with um, oh, I forget the third person, but it's definitely with Clooney. Damon. Klitschko. Uh, sorry, Damon. <laughs> Klitschko. <laughs> Lennox Lewis and then Don Cheadle. And it's, just, it's a fucking, it's a big ask. Like, And mm. then he had a strop and said, I don't want to be credited at all then. Oh, <laughs> so it was, if I can't yeah. have this, so then I'm not gonna, I don't want any of yeah. it. Yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, mate. That's what they Bit said anyway. Well, who's lost there? Well, he's, then, he's just then lost what did more. he say? He, was, he said, well, if, you, if I get to do the British accent or... You pay you a full amount. Yeah, he got his way. He he got the British accent, didn't he? Yeah, and I think Blood especially glasses. also Julia Roberts was like peak oh, Julia Roberts oh, yeah. in her career. No, like her didn't. What was the story that they George Clooney gave her twenty quid because she'd only do any movie for twenty, as in twenty million or something like that. So that he Sadat sent her the joke, screenplay but, with. Yeah, so that joke. Yeah, you're right. But like, you know, come on, Don Cheadle, know your fucking place, yeah, bud. Because I'm, I'm really? guessing Julia Roberts would have <laughs> okay. been uh, a with Julia Roberts or an and Julia Roberts, right? Because she's supporting. She's yeah. They should have given him the ultimate uh, fuck you and be like, and introducing Don Cheadle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, is that the last child one? actors? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is the lowest one that you can have oh, on your imagine. own? 
Yeah, exactly. Do you think anybody here would be replaceable? Because like with with the the twins being maybe Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson, I could kind of see that, but then I couldn't see them being so much in the in the background. Mm. Like I, I couldn't see yeah. Luke Wilson just being like a background and being happy. Uh, uh, Owen Wilson, sorry, Luke Wilson probably was fine, but like I couldn't see him just being like in the background, yeah. uh, sidekicky supporting I, person. I like these two because there's a physical difference between them, and I don't know if it is the case, but there's one that's bigger and one that's smaller, so I automatically think older and younger brother. And so when they when they do the thing of like I'm not touching you, like that thing that brothers do, it, it feels brotherly. Uh, and the, and the fact that I'm not touching you, I'm not touching, I'm not touching that, you, I'm yeah, touching. you just made me touch you. It, it just adds to it that they're because Zion Wilson and and his brother, they 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 physically look similar, and you you couldn't be like, oh, who's older, who's younger, and I think that that would take yes. it away from me. But they call them bit. twins. Yeah, they're twins. They're uh, twins. Molly, twins. I thought that was so just their nickname. Malloy, they're the Malloy twins. Oh, so they must be actually um, twins. And that, and that's really? the only, which is the only thing which is like, and I, the thing like you, unless you've really looked into it. Like, I thought that was a joke nickname. Really, they're really exact. They're so blase about it. It's like uh, you put it just the Malloy twins, but it would mm. either be like they're actually they're actually not twins, but they look a lot alike. To yeah. nickname them the Malloy twins, or they actually are. But yeah, I it, like them a, together. Mm. I really do, and I like that every single part of the plan is they're always together. Yeah. You know, like yeah. they're the bellhops, yeah. or they're in, in a different um, outfit, the paramedics, or and it always involves paramedics. them arguing. Yeah, like, <laughs> like exactly. you get the, the balloons, balloons. Bit, you get the bit you've oh, you've so forgotten good. your past, and so so they have an I'm excuse bad, to shout friend. at each other. Oh, <laughs> oh, always got one, one up favorites. each other as well. Yeah, when it's when when it's like uh, when they get the time, it's like nine forty four, and it's like. 9.46, get to watch the works. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's just so petty. Yeah. Even, who are you calling yeah. bud, even, friend? Even, who are you calling friend, pal? <laughs> oh, with that ridiculous hat he's wearing as well. It's like a <laughs> curious George. <laughs> I love it when he goes, uh, I haven't got time to be messing around with these circus animals. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> that yeah. is definitely improv, isn't it? A lot of this yeah. shit you can tell is from improv. Like, but Casey Affleck's like, a beaming smile on his face throughout the whole scene. Yeah. 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 Um, and my other favorite bit with them is when, uh, when they're doing like uh, 21 questions. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, you thought of someone? Yeah, I'm thinking of someone. So you're done thinking of someone? Yeah, I'm done thinking of someone. It's like, is yeah. he alive? Yes. Is he male? Yes. Eva can even. It's so genius because it's hilarious. And they know each other so well, but obviously, it's such good characterization because it tells mm, us everything mm. we need to know about them. Like yeah. they're just stunt junkies. Like they just love it. And that's what they do. There's, um, yeah. there's, a, there's the other line as well. And that's the thing. It's like throughout the whole film, you're just shown for those two, these like, like little stupid, funny scenes. And they didn't they, like, they get the job done. It doesn't matter how or why, like they always get it done. Even like, even after seeing the opening scene, and I, it's still, I think my favorite opening for a specific character or characters in the film is the pullback from the little remote control car. <laughs> the remote control car. And then, and then the replica of, and then it's the big car. And he's like, 
like, what you waiting for? Like, you go, you go. I'm about to drop you like third period French. Yeah, I love and that line. <laughs> and then You're like a little girl. Yeah. And then it ends, like, it ends the fact that he's, he knows that he's losing or he might lose. So the only way he can win is by crushing the remote yeah. control car. But there's a scene when, um, it's, I think when they're about to take, um, uh, I think it's one of the trolleys to the vault or something. Mm-hmm. And someone says like, you sure you can do this? And they, they say, what he says like, oh fuck, I'm going to have to find this. Like, I know they say like, to Yen, he says, are you sure are you sure you can do this? And he puts up the middle finger. No. It's or is a, that Rusty say, that says they, that? But there's someone says it to them and they're like, they say something like, what do you think we are? Some like hillbillies or something. Oh, shit. I don't remember. There's this line. Oh, there's a lot. See, there's a lot of that dialogue that like you can miss because it's kind of in the background or there's two things going yeah. on at once, which I really like. They, and even at the, uh, at the introduction scene with them all together as well. And, and one of the twins um, goes to Saul and he's like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. so... So you ever been to Utah? Yeah, he's just <laughs> like, trying to make Saul talk. <laughs> Sorry. No, don't believe <laughs> yeah. I have. <laughs> oh, you should check yeah. it out. I think you uh, do really well. <laughs> it's, like, it's also interesting <laughs> because only only one of them has a skill that they are really utilizing, right? Like the only only Casey Affleck has the he's got the skill yeah, that's useful that, like. for the job. <laughs> the other one is just like just the the, the the brother, the tag along, but, but Casey couldn't kind of shine funny. if he didn't have his competitive brother. Yeah. No, exactly. His no, dominant, it's, it's... dominant twin. <laughs> yeah, he needs him around to feel comfortable or something like that. I want to uh, bring up because we won't otherwise we won't get around to him. But um, Andy Garcia as Benedict, I think, does a really good job. Oh, I, noticed, I, I noticed that it somehow works better that he's not that unreasonable. Like if you really think about it. He's not doing anything wrong. Like he, no. he may have a past, he, and he may have this context of like the the the, the rumors about him that he, he hunts people down. He's a bit ruthless, but at the end of the day, they're nicking his shit. I know mm. he's torpedoing someone else's casino, but I, I like as, the fact as a business as a businessman, he's doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the fact that they keep him quite affable throughout, and mm. he has spurts of like losing his temper, but it's it's so not mustache twirly because. He's literally, he's quite level-headed and he just does his job and it makes you take him much more seriously as a villain. Yeah. It, it'd be stupid if he was like, yeah, like proper proper villainy and doing things un, unreasonable. Yeah. Um, at the stake of his business. I really like the line where he said to Clooney that you can keep the towels. Yeah, oh yeah. Just like proper proper <laughs> nonchalantly. Because the, the whole story is like, just push and pull with, for this this girl. Hmm. Hmm. He's he, he's a slick character as well. It's like it's that between a heart, uh, immovable object, and a unstoppable force. Mm. Like they're they're kind of at each other, and they and I think they'd always be able to just have a quip back. Mm. Uh, and yeah, like the the line about the the tells. So if, if there's a, if there's a way to embarrass your partners or mm. wife's ex-husband in front of her mm. it, it would be to be like him after mm. he'd said like oh he's taking the towels he's like don't worry you can take the towels he's so good at acting assured like he owns this he owns this whole place 
and he and I really felt that in his in his acts as well when he when he walked around and he he was proper comfortable in his in his element. I've only ever mm. seen him in um, I can't think of it like Godfather Three. Um, has anyone seen, seen him in anything? Him in anything I think I haven't seen him in no. anything. Oh. I mean, he's brilliant in both. Like, I don't know. He is yeah. Benedict. Yeah. Ex- the, I, I, Ex- I like that, you know, they're not, they're never like taking actual swings at each other. It's all civil. It's very like mm. adult. Every exchange they have, they can stand in the same space and there's an atmosphere there, which makes everything so much more dramatic because it's like an iron, ironic, like mm. conflict instead of an actual just, you know, they hate each other and they're like chasing each other mm. down. It's so much more nuanced than that. That's, yeah, it's, He's a and great his body villain. language. His body language is great as well because of the. Oh uh, yeah. Why? Why? When he walks me? through the casino, yeah. like arms swinging, yeah. dude. That's a strong stride. <laughs> and it's it's a like there seems to be kind of pauses around his dialogue and um like the way he reacts to other people and what I notice this time around is when they're kind of executing the plan. Uh, and I, and I picked up when Matt Damon says like he works at clockwork. And they kind of played on that in in the scam. It's like they're always interrupting his schedule mm. of how he likes to work, like clockwork. And like when he's constantly looking at his watch, mm. but he doesn't he doesn't really say much. But he just there is that like presence of like yeah he needs to be somewhere or that there's irritation or like these people are like completely below him. He's especially when Matt Damon goes, "I left my thing," and he, he he's like yeah. seething, but he doesn't yeah. say anything. Yeah. There's... And it's the same, and it's Matt, wait, it's, I think it's 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 at its peak when Matt Damon comes along because when he comes over and he's like, "Oh, I'm from the NGC," and then mm. they walk a little bit and he's like, "Always got time for the NGC." Yeah, and you know he's like these people fuck with him all the time, mm. and he like they're the only people that are actually above him because they're the law. Yeah, there's great he, moments he still of feels, Yeah, he's, yeah, he still feels that they're so below him. But without without him really saying anything or doing much at all, it's like you 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 instantly get that. Yeah, there's two two moments I really loved of him studying because I don't I don't know if he if he didn't trust the guy, but it seemed like he tested Matt Damon when he when he asked about oh what do you th- what do you think of that guy? Um, oh, I forget his name, and he go uh, still work with him, and he goes oh not since he died last year. Yeah. But, there, but there's a great moment of silence before that when he looks, when Matt Damon's doing something himself, he kind of mm. looks him up and down like, who's this fucking guy? He does, and he just about passes the test. Yeah, you see yeah. in his eye, he like, oh, okay. He has a little bit of doubt himself because he's like, oh, maybe this guy is the real deal. Yeah. He's so brilliant. And and you know, what's great is they set up the context of that whole scene, which makes it so much more conflicted, is that Rusty gives him the, the rundown of how to talk, which mm-hmm. is part of the jargon that i love about this film is he's like don't say don't use seven words when when five will do and don't shift your weight always look at yeah or be be likable but don't but you got he's got to be you as soon as you leave yeah. yeah it's just so good and then that those rules are running through your head as that scene's going and then mm-hmm. you're watching benedict like psychoanalyzing it's it's so good it's um, yeah, true there's this scene when when brand pitt's kind of coaching him before mm. and then he's like and there's one thing you absolutely have to remember. <laughs> and then he gets called away. It's a great gag. But that's that's not that's surely not the the fact that this like this one guy who worked at NGC is dead. Would that be potentially? I always just because thought that was a gag. Because mm. this this one, my my kind of it was a small 
it's a small uh, nitpick, but it was like yeah, kind of annoying because that actually it doesn't really go anywhere. Like if it was mm. something that was so important, I always thought oh, he he'd come back. Yeah, it'd be called back. It's it's yeah. just, it's a, it's a quick gag and I, mm. it's funny, but then I was like, well, if this is so important or so pivotal, would that maybe that was the payoff? Can, may, yeah, maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe it that's didn't quite line up that for me. Only you just said yeah. it. Yeah, I, and then there's, in the same place, I was like, well, like if if Benedict's questioning who the NGC guy is, and this is this is the way that he tests him. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing prior to this for Matt Damon to know what the answer might be yeah. or not, but he still plays it so coolly. Mm. It's like off screen, he's been given that off screen at some point, we can assume yeah. assume by Pitt. But I like that as well with um, um, Benedict with Sol in the in the room where he's handcuffing, he's getting the, the suitcase <laughs> off. Sol! And he's... And Sol! He, yeah. The way he takes off his glasses is so (laughs) iconic to me. He goes like that. He's actually actually one of my favourite characters now. Yeah, and he looks like he looks like Hellboy's cousin. (laughs) Yeah. He could have horns. But he looks so Las Vegas. He looks like he's been gambling and he's so like in credit. He does no (laughs) money really. He's living on credit. Tan as fuck. It's like super tan slash filth on his face. Where he just, hasn't been sleeping. <laughs> yeah. just needs a fucking scrub, really. Yeah. yeah. He will head to the dirtiest strip club yeah. immediately after this scene. Sorry, but, Matt, so, say, no, it, say it's just another. Addictive. Yeah, another stu- like a moment of studying from him where he's just not convinced by him at all. He, he doesn't indulge him too much. And he says, oh, like, oh, insurance, this and that. But more than anything, I, I don't trust you. Yeah, and it's just like love oh, that. love it. Uh, but the fact that he can still put his his suitcase in the in the safe, but oh. there's he's still not a guy that's just going to be like bowled over. Mate, he's so reasonable. Yeah, he still reasonable, does it. Yeah. He's so yeah. affable. <laughs> yeah, that's what makes him so good because it is like nothing about him is you know is villainous. Really, mm. he's just trying to do his job. But he is unfortunately the target of our heist and we're still on the side of which is interesting we're still on the side of the crooks because they mm-hmm. are also so local ones as like one charming in their own way but it is they skate that balance like tremendously i don't know how so here's yeah. a question then actually why do you think because i came across a theory which is separate in a way but why do you think that danny ocean has such pain against Benedict, why? Why is why is he at him so much? Yeah, because he did say because something that I had noticed this time was where he said, oh, "Anyone but him." Yeah, anyone but him, and I thought that was oh, like that was a bit out of nowhere for me. That's always like, missed me. Yeah, I don't know. You're right, he's Wait, like what? Like what's the theory? He is. He's just. He's just the casino owner. He's just. And he just <sighs> happens. From what we know is that he's just with his ex-wife. Mm. Yeah, I have no idea. All I can but, think of, but this maybe wouldn't work because um uh, what's his fucking name? The guy behind Jack. Oh, oh Elliot, Elliot Gould. Ruben. Ruben. Ruben is also a casino owner, but all I can imagine is that he's the patriarchy of Vegas. Like the he is a representation of the house, whereas they are the representation of the opposite. 
you know and mm. that's all i can think of is like she's she's now with oh. the other side oh like him the, like cops and robbers she's with the cop but and there's a I, there's symbol no of the ultimate cop and the, and the yeah. house symbol of the house right. is benedict but right. there's even like there's even when he sat down and he's like he says to julie roberts like does he make you laugh and there's bits like that and i don't know i was i've always been like how much does he know or how much would he know about their relationship? Because we don't, we're never like given that information. Like we never, mm. so how would, how would he kind of know that it? He's dry. Like, Benedict is he, very dry. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But like she could be with anyone, but just not this guy. Yeah. To the point that they're going to, he's setting up this little feed of him basically giving them an option of money or, or Tess. Yeah. I don't know. But the only, the only, the only, because of, because it's the same, it's the same with Tess. Because I always thought like he's been in. He was he say he's, he's been in prison for like five years, um, and like she hates him. She says that she sold the ring, and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Obviously, we find out like you know, she goes back and not because re- she doesn't make a mistake. This is why all like it's never it's never been an issue. But I always thought like like. She's not made a mistake, neither has Benedict, but it's Danny Ocean who's like, I need to... He's, he's being quite is, selfish. Everyone else is living happy. <laughs> I need to come Danny in Ocean here. Who's, come back from five years in, in prison and gets <laughs> all the gang back together kind of thing. And his main deal is is to get back with Tess. But but I think, mm. I think they're trying to... They get in that Tess isn't... She isn't her best self with Benedict. I think that's what they try and... Yeah, there's that moment not, where yeah. they where they almost almost that's kiss really good. when he I says goodbye. It feels like yeah. she would go in if yeah, he would go in. Like it is, but but it, not from her side. So she's no. she's she would have kissed you know, if he went in. She would have kissed if he would have done it. She was D- yeah. DTK. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking DTK. What's that? Down to ketamine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> so um, there's a theory I came across, which was um, it's, it's between Danny Ocean and Tess Moore, um, and I wonder if, if if the Benedict side of it came into it. But um, in the opening scene with Danny Ocean and the and the prison guards or whoever they are, and he's he's like they're saying, why this time? Like why was he arrested this time? And he says that he he went rogue or whatever after his wife left him. Um, and then at the poker table with Brad Pitt and the other stars, and they speak about this matrimonial head piece mm-hmm. that he stole and he got caught on. And the, and the theory that I found on uh, a very plausible source of Reddit mm-hmm. um, Jar Jar is, Sith. is yeah. that... Go on, go on. Because she's, she mentions that she can never go back to New York so the theory is that, um, or she, it's not that she can never go back, but she, she had to leave New York uh. after what happened, after what happened. The theory is, is that she's a, a museum curator um, and uh. also was a curator in New York and she unknowingly was part of a heist. That would make sense. To do with these matrimonial head masks and, and he would oh, tell her. It gets better. When I, I think that's it, Ocean's I was, Eight, isn't it? That's like, Ocean's Eight. 
<laughs> that's insane. That, that's made. I never knew Ocean's Eleven could get better, but it's just got five percent better. How good does that sound? Yeah, yeah that's, that's amazing. Good. So, but then, there's but, a heist, there's a heist that's happened that that makes that sense. But then, done. what what about Benedict's involvement? Well, that's this is this is why I was. Oh, it doesn't never, address that. I could never, yeah, I could never clear that up, and that was all way like because then I get I get that bit between. Oh. Him and her, oh, that no. he yeah. he 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 kind of subdued her or seduced her into a heist that she That's didn't brilliant. know she was a part of, mm. and and because of the whole drama in New York and wherever it was in the museum in New York, yeah, that led to her career being jeopardized, and she had to move to the other side of the country, and he's in prison. I mean, but Benedict is a collector of art, but they didn't know each other before. So it's not like he Benedict had some financial stand in 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 Ocean's previous con, or or I don't know because they'd never met. But I guess if Benedict was in some way re- responsible for the capture of um, Ocean in a re- very removed way, but he was the guy I don't know because it is very it, it is, yeah because it is quite personal. Um, but I, I think, I think what it comes down to, if there's not a deeper reason and not enough breadcrumbs have been left, like the theory Jack just said, in terms of Benedict, I think it's just the fact that he knows Benedict's full of shit, and so mm. he's keeping up this persona. And then the whole payoff to the whole movie is the recording of him saying, you know, money or Tess, money. Mm. Then, so I think, I think his only thing is, is not him, and it's not like not him. Any you can take anyone else, but not him. It's like more not him because he's full of shit. He's not a good guy. Okay. Like yeah. I think if she was with a good, if he was she was with a good guy, that's his point. Like oh, I can I can live with that, but I can't live with you being with a shit bag. Because mm. this is the other thing is that it's it, whatever happened is so serious for Danny Ocean. He's spent the last five years in prison, but coming up with this plan. And to the point that as soon as he leaves prison, he's putting this plan into execution. So there's there's some there's some obviously with Tess, but there, there's like there's something personal there mm. with Benedict because of like I don't know I don't know what it is or or if there there is a deeper theory to it. But well, I do. But think couldn't it just be that that it's the biggest heist that's ever done? He owns three casinos. He owns the three big things. This is the biggest thing that's ever been done but that's fine Couldn't but that we're, just we're, be like we're, the motivation we're talking about him saying not him so that's fine to to, right. knock out, to do the biggest heist but he's got a personal beef with with andy right, garcia yeah. but he's not they've not said why but mm. i mean again i think this film has does such a good job of the matrimonial head head things they don't really try and explain it they just leave a breadcrumb there and yeah. when when they talk between them like what does George Clooney say to like they refer to past heists and he goes, I've never been, I've never even been to Belize or whatever. Mm. They you don't know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like they put this, I forget what the name of it's called now. Um, An immaculate reality. I think someone came up with, and that's what George Lucas kind of used is what um, that you just, you have the audience accept what's happened instead of just explain it to them. You just show them. What's going on? You show them the world. You show them, okay, without trying to explain it. Mm. THX eleven twelve, the cubes. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> THX eleven thirty eight. Oh, that's it. Yeah, 
Pompey, though. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I mean, I, I think the payoffs for this film is is what I find most entertaining. And with there being so many little ones, which I enjoy, and it kind of like brings me back. And with it being, whether they're like a romantic gesture or if it's just like small entertainment piece, but it's, uh, it feels like every character, I guess, other than Benedict, everyone has a moment where they're like semi done over, but then also get like their revenge. And it's the same with Benedict and Tess, where they, she wants to go in for the kiss and he's like, he steps back and he's like, there's cameras everywhere. And then his comeuppance is later on, she's showing a feed of him basically saying he'd rather have money than her. And she can then come back with that. Good but enough. even with um, uh, Linus, Matt Damon, and he's the rookie and he's trying to be like the guy who's get like getting into the team. And I, I, I Linus is probably one of my favorite, favorite characters as well. And throughout the whole trilogy, um, but the, it, the fact that they, it, the, the scene starts with him being in the car left with the Malloy twins yeah. and it's that semi montage and he's like, don't leave me in there with them. And they're going through that whole, <laughs> he shouts after like, them, don't leave me here with them. <laughs> Josh Clooney's like, he's no, like, no. <laughs> yeah. And then, he, and then those, he, um, he, those those jump cuts into uh, Matt Damon closer, closer, and closer <laughs> work so perfectly for like f- level of frustration over how annoying these two twins is that he's gonna risk like basically risks the coup. You yeah. know, yeah. So good. it works so but then, perfectly but there's well. There's so many things that are just like threaded in. Even to be, and to be fair, it might be it might be at this stage. I don't know. Is this a midpoint? Is that a midpoint? Which. But there's a no, later, I think. There's a lot of these bits that are threaded in at this stage where you've got um Linus who's trying to um prove himself and he leaves and nearly gets caught and then um Danny Ocean says to him, like, Oh, he says, um, you know, you do one thing wrong and it can jeopardize a whole uh heist and people then get hurt. And then we also have, and because of that, uh, uh-huh. yeah, probably China, midpoint then. Chinese guy gets his hand mm. stuck in a door. Yeah, mm. and then and then later on we see Danny Ocean uh, trying to set off the C four mm. with the charge in the door, and then it's because he hasn't put batteries Battery. in the. Uh, and then Linus then recites what he says to him back to him. Oh, mm. does he? What does he say? He says. He says, uh, I have actually got the script. Shit, man, you're on another level in terms of this. (laughs) I'm loving this. Boys prepared. I love it. (laughs) This is not preparation. This is just pure joy over years and years of Jack's life. This is definitely not preparation. But it's like the, with the, and he gets his hand stuck in the door. And then because of the wrapping that he's got on the hand, he then gets stuck in the. uh, So good. Ten says he shorts it. <laughs> and the second time they do it, he's like, I'm not no, no bet. This <laughs> so, is so good. It's so like first time round. It's like it, mm. they do these little first time round bits and then it leads on to something that's paid mm. off later. And second time yeah. round, everyone's like, No, I can't do it. I can't yeah. Do it. The yeah. um I love it when uh a couple of lines, because there's too many to mention, but 
you can go back to feeling up stockbrokers is so good um when he's doing the little pickpocket oh, yeah. things the on the truck <laughs> um and also just the fact that anytime yen speaks mandarin they all just respond <laughs> yeah is <laughs> the best bit he's r2d2 so, and everyone's just talking so back good. to him it's brilliant although i thought it was only um brad pitt that responds do they all respond yeah but there's him? there's one bit where he says something like very pragmatic and they just go no 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 because what we'll do is da, da, da. Oh. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> There's a there's another good um, setup and payoff track with the line of everyone's watching. That was like the the Tess and Benedict one. Yeah, yeah. Someone always watching. Oh, um, just because we talked about the 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 line of scene really quick, it was interesting in the behind the scenes or no in the the commentary track. You know that like fake slow motion-y kind of oh, yeah. low frame like rate yeah. kind of stuff when i watched oh, that first i was like god that's such a shit stylistic choice cheap. to do like i hate the way it looks i don't understand it but then in the behind the scenes or the the commentary track um sourdough says that he did that because matt damon took the wallet out of the the pocket so quick oh. that literally nobody understood oh. what was happening wow. and then then he can he can bookend it with um doing the same effect when george clooney steals the the car uh, the the wallet back from him and you immediately understand ah. okay so it's another kind of like you know mm. answered the, the the same cool kind well, is, of thing southie isn't he yeah but he, he also says that he um he hates he hates the effect and he wish he could have done it a different way ah. but i guess it was too late oh. in post it was like I it was all shot it. and it's like i don't know man I, it's it's on my trio of dislikes actually and that's just rectified it so fair play but also to, to watch playback on the, the set and you'll get around well <laughs> so oh this is another thing that they said he doesn't have any any monitors what? or anything because he's he's the cameraman Right, so he doesn't need anything. Okay. He's he's the only one looking through the monitor, so that's the only monitor on set. Wow. <laughs> Which is um, kind of kind of crazy to think about now, no? But that's crazy. No producers you know, looking yeah. over his shoulder. I mean, how the fuck did he manage that on a project this big? Oh, no, with, so much money with this stars. star power. This many stars. How is there not a video village with fucking producers I going? Now nah, let's do this. Let's do this. I guess I maybe know. before he, it's. He somehow has this freedom card mm. to do, like people trust him. Like he said the same thing that um, he got a bunch of studio notes for, you know, the, the first draft. But in the first draft already, he changed the color of, is it the Warner Brothers logo or whatever? Like the, or the, yeah. the first two logos, you know, like Harry Potter has the, <laughs> the style of Harry Potter in the Warner Brothers um, logo and stuff like that. And he just did it. He just like desaturated it and made it blue and he never like received and they never queried him on it like there's no Insane. legal thing that happened or anything they it just gets a free pass we'll price out though the guy gets we'll a free price. pass you know yeah sorry jack do you find your yeah i did actually i did but i was gonna on the so so he directed obviously um but then he dp'd it right under under a different name did we 
I can't remember if we confirmed. Did he do the same as an editor? Use his grandma's name or his mother's name in side effects? There was his mother's name in side effects. I don't know under what role, but there was his. I think it might have been the editor, but I think somebody else edited this. How does he? Um, how does he get away with doing like? Has he got to send that to the studio, or is that a way of him like saving money? Or I think that's like, just what's the him, purpose. Him not not wanting his name all over it. We joke about it being an ego move, but I don't. I think it's a humble it, brag. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. If that's he's come up as an indie filmmaker doing everything and like doing mm. stuff cheaply, you know people like us can relate to that you some some people aren't gonna be able to afford an editor or a grader or this or that and you've got to do it yourself so i know you should graduate to then collaborating on later on 85 in your million though but if it's so part of his process and his process is so liked by all the performers on set and all the crew then i mean what's what's wrong with it really at least he's not going written directed edited produced by sourdough he's at least Mm. using cover and we find that out but how many people who go to the cinema and watch oceans 11 is really going to know that so it isn't for me it's Mm. not a humble brag for me it's because it's better i always thought it was a a way of him uh getting more money getting more budget no i I I don't i don't know why that would help but as into because i you know if you're pitching it to a studio Oh yeah, you know I, I'm going to direct it, but then I'm going to also uh, be the cinematographer. He comes in with a wig it. ten minutes later and says, "I'm going to shoot it." <laughs> they surely, they surely start raising questions, but I, I maybe thought, well, well, if he's, if, yeah. if, if, he's, if, if he's using pseudo. Sorry, I missed that. Could you say it again, please? This is another alter ego, Siri. It, uh, she's listening. If he if he's tried and tested his process of directing, shooting, edit, it might be even more of a risk for if one, for a production company to say no. We're going to get another DP yeah. and another editor because if it fucks up, then he's going to be like, "Well, I mean, look, doing it." But just to, time, just to clarify, yeah, just to clarify, he didn't edit this one. The guy that edited yeah. this one was Stephen Mirioni, who also edited Traffic, which came out a year before. Which was, I think, a huge, like Oscar box office ensemble, success. Well, it? Yeah, yeah, it was. But I think maybe that's why he kind of got this off of the ground as well. Yeah, yeah traffic was huge. Just like off him, of, right? th- that was massive. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I love that at the time. I think if I, I revisit now, I'd be a bit scared oh, if it'd be I, like. I found it. Maybe shit. Quite long. Poppy could be interesting. I, wanna put, I, wanna I, I don't think I'd now. like it now. But as a as a as a wee lad, um, I just really qu- quickly want to talk to talk about the sort of plot mechanics of this and a bit about like the structure of the twist and of the heist. And I mm. think it's why, even though Ocean's Twelve is actually personally my favourite out of the three, this heist works better. And I won't, I'll try not to spoil it. But what they do here is they give they give you hints that you could guess. Like, not that you could guess reasonably because no one is gonna, but mm-hmm. I love lines like, um, some uh, George Clooney goes, We're gonna, we need to build a complete working replica of the, of the vault. And then someone goes, To practice? And he goes, Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, they, they've just told you the whole thing right mm-hmm. there in, 
not, not so many words, but I like that when you're on second watch, you can go through and go, ah, okay. Whereas I think it's not a complete cheat. the other two films don't aren't as strong in that regard. Mm-hmm. Whilst trying to stay vague for Nick's because also there's benefit. the um, it's vague enough. Soul when they when they start going through the plan and then Soul is like so after we get passed down the elevator and past the guards and blah 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 and he's like he's like we're just gonna walk out and Brad Pitt's like yeah. Mm. <laughs> So and you just, think it's a gag. You think it's just yeah, them being hapless. Yeah. But, but then it's never like, they don't go into greater detail about how that's so going to happen. The only way you find out is literally when it happens. And then you cut to them walking out. Like it's, yeah. it's so good on second watch. Every, all, all the information's there. Because so I think a, an effective twist is an audience needs to feel not cheated. They need to have all the information on the table that they could have guessed it if they really tried hard enough. And as, Obviously, we know that no one's going to really get it down to the ground because they sort of give you the flim flam before they do it. But it's, yeah, I, I appreciate how everything, I guess it's to what you said, Jack, everything's set up and everything's paid off, even in that in that respect. Yeah, I think it's just because there's so many characters and they all have their own little payoff. You can in a good way you can kind of forget about some and then remember others and then some like don't have as much impact but are still just as entertaining Mm. um i've tried to order a whiskey and a whiskey and it's never worked What is that? I just really that, want to do that. That's a double that's and a, a single. It's a it? double and a single. And my dream <laughs> is to walk into a restaurant and be as cool as Danny Ocean and they just go, a whiskey and a whiskey. That's and someone knows exactly what you mean. So sick. Yeah. Uh, I've, tr- I've, tr- I've tried pitching to um, Laura once. I, I, have a, I have a membership card for a certain cinema, and but I've heard that some people make a group with lots of different codes on, so you can lots of people that might not have one can go and see the film but they've started checking the cards so i've i've always tried to pitch to laura but she'll never do it is do you know the bit where you have a go at the person for forgetting their card you know like in to to, to make <laughs> the, person... the most embarrassing part of this whole movie screaming <laughs> no but just to make the, the cinema guy be like oh no yeah, but, but I finally it was funny because I finally showed oh, her what so, what I was trying to refer to when I say let's do this in the cinema, but she so never good. goes for it. You can imagine Laura going skits at you, being like, "You fucking forgot the card." The and guy then, feels like so awkward. Just like, yeah, just come. In, just come the team just like, oh, "Come on, just come in, please." Take it to the back room. Yeah. But now that works with the, um, when he gets Don Cheadle. Basha from from being arrested. Yeah, and Brad Pitt I love all stuff like that. It's just so like so quick yeah. and into it. Oh, I can't believe. And is is fr- oh that yeah, it's yeah. so good. Just confidence. Just Enough confidence will sell it. Yeah, it's very. Go good, find yeah. Griggs. <laughs> oh, just find him, will you? Uh, I like it. <laughs> I love the line where Clooney's getting beaten up by his mate in the set in the room and he goes uh, and it's obviously so staged he like he like falls over and gets up and he goes hey benedict how's the other fight going (laughs) 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 
shit, man. So good. Fucking perfect. Fucking... Nothing what wrong. I found is interesting, it? I think there's there's like two two sequences in this movie that are quite unusual, where you have um, kind of a transition from normal dialogue into a montage of uh, something happening. Like one of the examples is where they they tear down or the explosion or demolition of the the casino, and you you don't actually hear the people talking anymore, even though they're 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 talking on mm. on camera. I just found that it's it's. Do you know I what I mean? Know, yeah. I didn't notice that. He does, they, I think they they do the same with. Um, There's two. It it happens two times, and it's just very unusual for movies to do that oh. because normally you'd hear them like in the off or something like that. You'd yeah. hear them very faint, oh. and here he just went like, nope, just cut the dialogue, and it just yeah. I think interesting. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure if we're actually talking about the same, but the the what I think you're talking about is they also do with the mm. vault. Where they do like the fake first time, and Brad Pitt's like talking over the plan, uh, yeah. and then and then there's that shot where it pulls out, and then he walks into frame and like continues that dialogue, but mm. you kind of like it transitions into that scene, and you realize that it's not actually the plan; it's them in the room, and it's just him talking to the other guys. But that's that's quite a common yes. way of jumping into a plan and coming out of it. I think as as a device. To like cut it so instead of you going here's the plan and then starting from the beginning seeing the whole plan and then do you know what I mean? But that's what, that's Nick, do, are you? I, I I think I meant something. You're else. on about the demolition in. when when the hotel's being blitzed and Matt exactly. Damon's watching and there's, there's, Clooney and they're both facing this way and everyone tells turns around. Yeah, but there's dialogue going on on the on the stage. Like I think oh, Benedict I is saying something yeah, to yeah, Tess, yeah, yeah. but it's completely muted out and all you have is. Yeah is the music so it feels even more like montage oh, and, that's such a, that's such and it a just like feels like it, when they it's, all turn it, it is a great oh that's a great shot with just george clooney looking yeah matt damon behind so me yeah. yeah i just found it an interesting decision to do that to to not have the people you normally you feel like a little bit removed from the scene like you're 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 watching it but i guess it makes sense because you're in theory, kind of seeing it through George Clooney's eyes, if you're not, oh, not hearing though, you're not anyway. Mm. Yeah. These decisions um, feel yeah. like a director just going by the seat of his pants. Like the the slow frame rate stuff. That scene, it doesn't feel like something you'd plan. It's like the creativity yeah. of that feels like it is coming out of ah. Uh, we we'll just leave the dialogue for this. Just we'll just do the explosion, which I I appreciate. I think yeah, it's got takes balls. Mm. You know Either that or something went wrong. And the audio recording is not there, which could, you know, if if we talk the example of the the frame rate where he mm. didn't want to do it, but he had to be creative in the edit. Right, I think um, what also helps accent that is the is the soundtrack, and with it with it being like a slick jazzy, like there's oh, and so there's, good. there's pacing good. to it as it's well. So energetic, yeah. it's like cool. And I think like I actually. I'm going against what you guys say, but I, I really like the slow frame rate. But I like how it's... That scene starts off with probably... Maybe one of my favourite scenes is George Clooney and Brad Pitt at the bar. Uh, and Brad Pitt's like lying down and they're both facing uh. one, one way. And, and George Clooney says... Uh, 
soul makes ten. That's enough. And Ten's he, enough, right? And it, that's enough, right? And he's like, just no reaction. You think we need one more? You think we need one more? <laughs> we'll get one more. And he's and it's just him just talking. But they, they, they both keep the same eye line and they're just talking. So good. Um, and but then it and then it then there's like the the, the cool jazzy soundtrack and then goes into the slow frame rate. But I just like the way that that was different to what we'd already seen. It's interesting mm. to see mm. that he was kind of covering up, not a mistake. Because I, 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 in my notes, I wrote, I, the reason I liked this was because... Oh, to distinguish the one more, you mean? It happens tw- twice. What, the slow frame rate? No. Yeah. No. But the thing is, it starts, the, so, it, so it goes from that, and then it, it starts on the train, and it's already a slow frame rate. But it frames frames on the, when he first does the f- um, first pull. But then he did, they do it the second time when George Clooney's there. But I, I I know I I wrote it and I was like oh this uh, I was like this is a nice way to show like that is cool to make George a point Clinton steals it back of what so, happens so, like, Nick are you then, ref- sorry are you referring no, to saying, the frame rate or the pause frame rate because he could have just but done like normal post, frame rate post and then frame pause. Mm, what do you mean what. But like Jack saying, the freeze frame shows the lift. No, so right. What what he said in the in the yeah the the kind of the 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 low frame rate thing shows that he's stealing actively stealing the the wallet, which would have been lost at a normal frame rate. But yeah. with the freeze That's frame, what Steve, you would have got it anyway. But, I think but wouldn't the, that be really weird yeah. within like just like normal motion and then freeze hard? I mean, fucking movies like I mean, it'd be it. you know what. It'd be the same. You know what? It'd be the fucking same. No, th- but he just decided I, to do it this way. I like that it's, especially with it being on the train. It's funny that it's kind of a mistake because I like that it goes into, they're on the subway or the train or whatever. And the train, uh, on a train it's jolty and it's like, mm. you, and it, there's a sound of that. And it like, I was like, oh, that re- that's a really nice way of like <laughs> shooting it of, of how it would feel on the train. It's like jolty. And then it's just a, and even that they time it with the soundtrack where it's just the, Somebody go to and, film school, and then they do the. Jesus Christ! Oh, I think you did, mate. <laughs> you just smashed film else. theory. I was too good and too drunk. <laughs> too much of an yeah. artist. Um, you know what? The fa- the fact that he pulls it off and it it's kind of like okay, and it comes across as a purpose, especially with it happening twice, is you know that's great. Like yeah, using it creatively. Yeah, well Let's done. Use our. F- Mistakes creatively. Well done, sour, sour but then again, then when when like Julia Rob when Clooney puts um, the the cell phone into Julia Roberts' uh, back pocket or something like that, there's a massive close up of that, mm. and he he then said in the in the commentary he didn't like that either because that felt really televisual. See that feels like, you know, like that yeah. feels against the language of the film, right? If we're talking about breadcrumbs yeah. being dropped subtly, that yeah. feels like a but producer note. But yes, it's one of those things that you gotta like. I remember Fincher when he moans about Panic Room, and the one thing he hates the most about Panic Room is when she goes for the phone under the bed because he's like, "That's such a obvious thing." You just don't like if you know an artist or a director. You're trying to. You don't want to be like any other film, but 
like just you you kind of have to show it for the sake of the audience for those people who yeah like they need it they need to be told as as well as shown mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. um well i i would say has anyone got anything to fix but it's been pretty uh, no, positive no way yeah you could just go straight to trios then i mean maybe one thing i would say is like in the episode that's never going to be released where we talk about side effects we slated the cinematography so much and i mainly love how this Mm. movie looks and feels and i i I wonder if that is actually you know him shooting on actually film and maybe that like suiting his style of shooting better because imagine if if it would be digital he like shoots into lights so much and it would just look kind of shitty and you know it wouldn't look right but with film you i would i don't want to say get away with it more but it softens the blow. it feels also it yeah, feels it, exactly it feels las vegasy like uh, it feels yes. the way it's shot yeah. like it very true it really fits with the genre but it also fits with the location like it yeah it feels and whilst a lot like in some cases the lying isn't like really that motivated but it just it feels like hollywood las vegas it suits the mm. style it suits the place like yeah. when you say he shoots there was into a- the light are you on about like the shot behind me where it's there's obvious blues yeah. and stuff for example you know and that it, it just with film that just kind of like goes away quite nicely and naturally whereas yeah fall off whereas in like in side effects on like it's not early digital but like it just it's big banding know, doesn't saturn rings color banding um yeah it's interesting because he said there's uh in the commentary track there was two things where he was like i wish i could have reshot that but i didn't because i I liked the acting in it so much and it was always to do with lighting and the first one was the the very first shot he hated the way he lit that where, where George oh, he's like, sits in the prison he's cell and there's just like just like insane yeah. yeah two lights and he didn't like that and the other one was the scene where um Brad Pitt and George Clooney stand after they look at the the blueprints for the casino and they're standing in front of the elevator ah. and there's that crazy blue room behind him with like yellow hello just put the train in fuck it that's to it this train trains in um yeah with the the, the yellow he's like i wish i would have reshot that for lighting but the i really like the acting in it and i'm not going to get that again yeah so Fuck it! I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna take the. Well, the thing is, it's not, take the shitty light, which is kind of. It's a stylized film. It's cool. Like, is you're gonna get away with it there? It's yeah. not like a. I think so too. It's not trying to. And be it blends in with the rest of it. Yeah. All of those things. I have to it's say, like, now you say them, I, I do kind of remember having a bit of a reaction to those shots, where it's like, oh, that's a bit. Yeah. That's a bit much even compared to the yeah. rest of it but it, it doesn't take away from it yeah that's the thing it's no. like even in the like well you get lost in the in the acting you get lost in yeah. the yeah. interaction with them There's, you get lost in the story and that first scene such a great example goes to that. show because mm. it's like fuck cinematography that yeah f- fuck the guys with the <laughs> lenses and the light 
But that first scene, like he, if, you know, if you do, yeah, you think about it realistically, like if they're going to put someone in uh, and speak to a prisoner in a room, it's going to be in a tiny little room. Like it's not going to be in this big open space with like, like huge shards of light coming in. But it's like, first thing you see is George Clooney being slick and cool. He doesn't, there's no, there's no other character in that scene. It's just him kind of talking off camera. Which they shot, they shot the other character and then they were like, oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's not a strong opening. Mm. And then they just took away the the reverse mm. shot. And it's a pretty cool opening. Mm. Apparently there's another movie that does exactly that, that came out around the same time. They said that title, but I forgot about it. Trio, trio, trio. All right. It's like, um, go yeah, on. Matt, you start. I'll kick it off. Um, Benedict, the disdain on on Benedict's door push after he um, he uh, leaves. Is it Saul or Matt Damon? He he's pissed off about something, and the way and the way he ah uh, yeah, it's Matt Damon. Yeah. The, the, the disdainful door push. I fucking like that bit. Really nice. <laughs> uh, Nick? Um, I'm going to say the there's that little montage, montage where we find out that uh, Frank's been transferred from, is it like Atlantic City <laughs> to... <laughs> to Las Vegas and there's that one shot of him sitting in the cab smiling like <laughs> it all worked out it's so fucking good oh I love Bernie yes. Mac I gotta watch more of him he's just like cheesing <laughs> yeah it's the same like I had with Stand By Me where the, <laughs> where Lardass is like just like love that shit oh, he is good <laughs> we haven't said enough about Bernie Mac ah oh, Bernie Mac Rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, shit, is he dead? Yeah. Oh, wow. And they said, they said, because there was talks of doing more after 13. Spoilers. Okay, thank God. Sorry. But they said, and with the original cast, but they, they all said they none of them would do it because wow. of, uh, of Bernie Mac. Yeah, fair play. He's a big chunk Which of it. Which is real sad, but yeah, he's fucking funny. He's, even, you know, Oh no, half the trip. But when they um when they're in the NGC scene and he's inside. Ah, uh, oh, dude, where he goes like, like his finger and mouth. And he's when it is before he's like, matter what I call it, white jack. Oh, you want to do? Shine your shoes, smile. You want to dance? Get up on the table and dance. Matter what I call it, white jack. Very cool. But as it came, he's like, he's not, uh, he just, he underplays it. Mm. Mm. Matt Damon's really funny in that as well. Uh, Luke? Yeah. Um, I've got to go with the brothers. The the interaction in the van. I almost think that if you didn't need to know, well, I mean, it tells you all you need to know about the characters. First of all, I find it really, really funny 
how they're just doing the quintessential brothers thing am i touching you am i touching you you and then you made me touch you is such a good one because there's such children that he's obviously just put his arm against him that is so good and then just down to the detail and then the evil Knievel guessing game is almost could be used as a <laughs> yeah, character intro. So good. Like you wouldn't even need them racing the cars. If you just open them that, you'd know everything you need without even seeing them. What is it like? Is, um, is he a man? Is he over 19 or something is, like that? And is, it's he, like, is he even going to be a man? Evil Knievel, yeah. Is he alive? <laughs> it's funny because they're, they're obviously like stuntmen kind of like getaway. They, they love it. They have, they're going to have one hero, which is Evil Knievel. <laughs> <laughs> And he still picks it every time they play the game. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny that, like, despite obviously them all being adults and, like, middle-aged men, there are a lot of scenes where they're all quite childish. Mm. And there's, there's That's that. why we and like it. Also, yeah. And there's, and you know when they're, it's when they go after we're middle-aged the, um, they're going after the EMP uh, and, and it's the guys back at the hotel and they're waiting and uh, Ruben's like, where the hell are they? Like, What's going on? <laughs> and and Saul's like, he's in character as uh, Lyman Zuggan. He's like, oh, they'll be here soon. He's like, <laughs> he goes, they will be here. They <laughs> will be here. <laughs> and he does that again, where he's like, uh, he's like, turn the TV off. He's like, I will not turn the TV off. Turn the TV yeah. off. And then he like, so, he's like, okay, shit, I'll turn yeah. the TV off. <laughs> so they will be Rob Reiner's dad that yes oh, uh, I clocked that wow. this time because they would go through the castle and it was Carl Reiner I was like oh yeah. fuck okay wait so his dad that's his dad yeah because uh, I think shit. that's that was part of the casting choices to get people from all like people that would maybe you know broad it broad market oh, right um it doesn't you know, seem old enough to be a, earlier. a director in the 80s, 90s dad. Does he? He seems, I guess he's fairly old. I think Rob Reiner was like in his 60s when he, like, no, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Interesting. He died like, I think he only died like last year or something like that, but he was over 90. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my first like is the laugh of the Malloy brother after he crushes the remote control panel. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. His neck disappears. <laughs> <laughs> so me, Nick, did you go? Yeah. Oh shit! I like the. Now you're first. Nick, maybe you can give insight on the commentary. Did, was the fountains right at the end? So when they walked out of the warehouse and he... I do have insight on he that. he panned and zoomed in. Was that real timing with the fountains? Oh, uh, oh, I don't know about uh, that. I don't know about that part. But what I do know is that apparently um, he like said, like, walk up and leave whenever you think... It feels natural to leave. That's cool. So it was it was pure coincidence that's like Carl Reiner is kind of like the last guy. Such a nice there. scene as well. Mm. Yeah. And it's Debussy. Yeah. It it would it would have been if see if that's a real timing with the fountain. You know the really long shot where they time that. So they come out of the warehouse, right as Claire de Lune like kicks in, they walk out, it follows them, and then they and then you have the Vegas a bit of skyline, 
and it zooms in to a gap yeah. and then the fountains go Pff. Matt this is something only you would notice <laughs> I've watched this a billion times. I have no idea what you're talking about. That's one of my lights. I thought that was so impressive. If if they've timed the 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 pan the pan walkout with perfectly going like this, and then and then stop and then zoom in and then the fountains come up from across the other side of Vegas. I think that's sick. Yeah, that that's my that's my second. It's a super. You'll, you'll appreciate it. Second I don't time know if that, if that was. They didn't talk about that, unfortunately. I can't wait for that. That's a rewatch excuse for me. <laughs> um, my second like is the boys behind me. <laughs> I fucking love these <laughs> the two. The, the the strong guys. Yeah. The power twins uh, is what they're they're actually called. They're like amateur wrestlers or something like that. <laughs> and they have the one of them boys. has Dave Power. <laughs> as a YouTube channel, which is mainly him in Ocean's Eleven, <laughs> really, like, oh, really no. bad no. quality. So <laughs> also, it's though, it took you two days to draw from Billy's. <laughs> two goddamn days. <laughs> I just love them, like the way they, the way they look, the way they basically don't speak, but there's such a presence, mm -hmm. and it's just like, <laughs> oh, two big strong boys. That's very funny. They um, are. They are they they they're the equivalent of the Molloy twins, but on Benedict's side. Yeah. If there was going to be everyone's twins. fighting each other, it would be those two versus them. Yeah. True. Exactly. Love them. Um, I'll go with the just the jargon. I fucking love. I just just shout jargon in the script and don't tell me what it means, but I just give me a loose context when they're talking about. Oh, how do you see this plan going? Well, off the top of my head, you're looking at Bolsky, Jim Brown, and Miss Daisy, and two Jethro's, and Leon Spinks, and not to mention the biggest elephant Fitzgerald ever. <laughs> ever. That is just like, oh, I don't, like, I'm never going to know what that means, but it's just so good mm. to listen to. And there's a lot of that in this. Yeah. That's sick. Uh,. My my next is the uh, Soul Makes 10. That should be enough, right? Do we need one more? You think we need one more? All right, we'll get one more. Mm. That's such a nice way of doing it because figure having to write, oh, I have to write a conversation where they talk and then they figure out that they need one more. It's just so like bland. But to have it in, in the character of him, just someone talking to themselves, in like fitting with who he is. And I think it's just a really smart way of, of getting that done. The decision to have one more is made like that. It's not just a standard conversation between two people. I liked, like, it really shows their uh, real friendship, mm. like, they have together. Because whilst, whilst it's Danny's heist, and he says at some point, like, because I think it's when Brad Pitt, like, kicks him out, and he's like, this is my highest that like, you can't kick me out. You don't, you don't, I mean, you haven't, no one's given you the decision to do that. But if, in, in this scene, like there's uh, some like innocence to Zanny or like some hesitation to yeah, he's him. Vulnerable. Like, he's been, he's vulnerable. He's been so like calm the whole time. And then this, like there's a bit of vulnerability and it's only between those two and Brad Pitt's like not even looking at him the whole time. Also, I think it's because they know each other so well. Like, yeah. if you just came in on that scene, you'd know they knew each other so well that George Clooney knows he's agreeing with him without having to even hear it. Mm. 
Yeah. So, mate, like you said, mate, it's like imagine trying to write that scene. How would you? So you've got to get to the so end of the scene that yeah, they need dull to get conversation. One, yeah. Yeah. That we need, they need to get to the end. That they need to get one more person. But like trying to get a back and forth, whereas you could just yeah have it as him talking to himself. It's a real smart way of doing it. All right, my number three, my number three is um, uh, the line from uh, Elliot, Guy Behind Jack, Elliot Gould, where everyone walks in the house and um, and Lionel's still sitting there and he makes small talk with him. I forget what he asks him. And he's like, oh, nice, is it? Yeah, get in the goddamn house. And he's just like, okay. Yes. He says, you're, you're, you're Bobby Caldwell. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, Chicago, right? Nice there? He's like, yeah, he's like, Get in the goddamn house. <laughs> uh, I love that. Yeah, that's good. And my last one is the the shot where the camera's mounted on the back of the the car after the um, poker game and just drive through the city and we have a bit of dialogue there. They said in the in the um the behind the scenes that there's like that shot it, it doesn't necessarily convey anything that we need to know but it keeps the pace going it's a really nice kind of transition into the next um kind of like bit of of of, of the story mm-hmm. so they had to kind of keep it in um yeah just love the way that looks nice. oh me uh uh it's probably longest hour of my life from running away with your wife i just don't know how you get to that i don't know how like as a writer you sit down you write a scene and you come out of that it's just it's either improv or it's just being on another wavelength and I, that's what i appreciate about this film is the the comedy is so specific and mm. so it's not like i've ever heard before like you write do you know what i mean it's just and this this bar person who's been working at this bar so long that his hearing is now flipped <laughs> to this alternate vernacular is so good <laughs> so how did they come up with that as a, as a as a barman as well you've always like kind of the customers always right you've always got a so, yeah, yeah, whether yeah. you heard them or not you've always R- got to be like right yeah yeah right that's like yeah. that's like american psycho don't have a, a bit in there or is where bateman's ordering at the bar yeah, yeah. Goes, I want to. I want to chop out your liver, and, and like it just says something like that. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. I, think, I don't know if that was two thousand. Wow. Check it. No, but no, it's both great. No comparison. Both, both I love great. you both. Yeah. You're both my favorites. <laughs> yeah, enough of that. Equals, equals these. Um, my dislikes. Oh no. My last. Jack. Hold on, mate. Come on. Oh, sorry. Give me a chance. Uh, my final like is um, is Saul also coming down the elevator shaft with everyone on their zip lines. Everyone else, <laughs> That's like, good. Everyone else banging it. Struggling. Down. Like, <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> Gobbling his indigestion mints. And he goes, <laughs> then carries so, on. In SWAT uniform, yeah. Shit, fuck. Like, it's just, it, like, it, it shows them like all together as a team, but it's also just like it's just a funny little gag mm. that oh, no. doesn't need to be there. But like, just leave the old geezer in the hotel room. Don't don't force it all the <laughs> yeah. way down the elevator. Yeah. I guess because there'd be questions like, well, how's the old guy supposed to zip line? 
if there was there was yeah. eleven people masked up zooming down, they have to acknowledge the the poor old bloke. Yeah. My fo- well, there you go, Luke. Reason yeah, to rewatch number yeah. fourteen. <laughs> Thank you so much. Dislike. Dislike is. Um, should, uh, I, should I just say unanimously, everyone gets a fourth, but that's the British accent. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I didn't do the accent. I thought oh, that was yeah. two. I forgot to do a bit where one of the likes was going to be like. Honorable men, she's. Uh, I, I didn't like okay so Benedict's on the phone to the SWAT guy he overhears gunshots fired he goes down there talks to the SWAT guy where are the bodies of the people that the SWAT just shot yeah that's, I saw that as well yeah that's my that's my first one doesn't, doesn't add up doesn't doesn't add up Nick um unfortunately luke uh i kind of cringed at them saying all the nicknames (laughs) of like we need two ella fitzgeralds (laughs) and like it made me cringe a bit i don't know (laughs) i'm sorry we should we should always log when someone else is like someone's dislike because that's quite yeah that's 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 divisive poetry yeah yeah it's very good (laughs) unfortunately it just made me like oh i don't know (laughs) <laughs> I do. No, nothing more to say. It's a shame. Yeah, I do. It's a dick shame. <laughs> um, ah, when they go and find Yen, and uh, it's a little Chinese guy, and uh, and then George Clooney's like, I don't know, is he is. Is there anyone else on the list? And he's like, he is the list. He's like, I don't know. It doesn't seem all that. But then what they choose to change his mind and make Still it isn't... so impressive has always bugged me because all he does <laughs> is he holds the pole which they were doing at the beginning. He yes, he flip he does jump off the pole, but it's mm. like nothing that crazy. And then he does like almost looks like a cartwheel, but I think it's a backflip, but it doesn't look that great. <laughs> and he lands and he just does that. He does like a finishing move from a, like a gymnast, and he goes, "We got a grease man." And it's like, dude, just have him like, do you know what I mean? Flip, yeah. Like, do something crazy. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. The thing is, it, he does a roly poly. Yeah. It's cut together <laughs> weirdly that bit because he does like the he does the flip onto the pole, mm. but then and then it's like oh, we got a grease, and then he like and then he cuts to him already being on the floor, and then like doing this weird back, and it like it just doesn't it didn't quite match, and it's still it's still yeah it's still like. Make him do something that obviously none yeah. of them can do. It I mean, come on. Yeah. Do, do you think they were trying to think, okay, because this guy's going to eventually do a backflip over a distance, so we need to have him do a backflip in, in his, if that's in the back of Clooney's head? I would say even less so have him do a backflip if he's going to do it later. So that's a surprise, have him yeah. Some, have him some, do something else. But, I mean, I yeah. guess there's only so much you can ask him to do. Fly, mate. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking trapeze. What was it? Trapeze yeah. on the floor. Um, capoeira. <laughs> my first dislike is it's more of my own confusion and, and maybe of some <laughs> acknowledged. Than, it than might, it might not even be a dislike then. Might not be a dislike <laughs> if someone could talk. But with, with the whole heist, um, and they they walk the bags out of the end as the SWAT team. Mm-hmm. 
I never quite got why that might not be suspicious. Mm-hmm. Because they do the whole like blue team moving out, but yeah. they've still got to carry the bags up the lift, right? Mm-hmm. And then take it to the SWAT van and then drive the SWAT van away. I think it's suggesting it's their kit, it's the marked bags. Yeah, because they go in with empty bags that are like, I wouldn't have them shaped so much like bags to put in blocks of money. Mm. I mean, they got away with it, for, like, fair, fair play to them. It happened. Yeah, it did, it did happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it did happen. I think it's meant to be their always... kit. Okay. Because it was like they that final shot of them walking through the casino and there's, they're all carrying like a bag each and then Brad Pitt moves his helmet up. Yeah, mm. and the thing is... I was, a, I was a bit like, that's... Yeah, to... to t- I, 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 I get it there, like it's you know, broad day, like not broad day, uh, hiding in plain sight kind of thing. Mm. But I was still like, you'd still look at that and be mm. a bit suspicious. Of yeah, to tack on to your dislike, when the, when uh, Benedict's guys took the bags of, of money out into the van, it's the exact same bag, but just with an X on. Huh. So mm. it's like, uh, get a different shaped bag. Right. Yeah. A proper rubber, like duffel bag over the, uh, over yeah. the shoulder. Just- like tiptoe out if you saw like, <laughs> I know a like was his soul coming down the zip line but then you'd surely look at them as a SWAT team you'd be like he's a little short yeah that, that's, that SWAT guy's shit his pants <laughs> who, who's nah, the old guy <laughs> like that very good you know what I mean you'd see them all together and you'd be like this has got to be a joke the SWAT <laughs> that's yet to be enlightened to that. <laughs> no, I don't know what's happening. Because oh, even with, uh, but yeah, looking forward to what that means. Oh, it's a small, it's a, it's a, it's a real nitpick, but the rest of it's too much fun to really get into it. Mm-hmm. Matt, next one. Okay, my my second one is the the same um, footage for the Klitschko promo. Is the is the same footage <laughs> that we see when he's doing his ring walk? So, so oh, they've used the footage of that ring walk <laughs> to make it? a promo. Jesus yeah, Christ, forensic Matt. Yeah, they had him for an hour yeah. probably, or thirty, or thirty. Wow, that's gr- that's a great because that's a like. There's a huge audience there. Yeah, I, I I didn't know what that was. I was like, did they actually find? It was real. It was. No, they didn't fight, but they had they 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 moved the audience around strategically. Oh, okay. And they had they had some cut out, a cut out Lennox Lewis people in the audience as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, my second one is everything's so perfectly planned out with the heist, and then. The ropes that the, the the ropes that they use to go down to the elevator shaft are like two meters to short, <laughs> with Matt Damon and George Clooney. It's just like it's perfect, especially like you know later on they go down the exact same elevator shaft with as old men and SWAT team, and it and they, they went know, swimmingly. I yeah. don't think they had to like cut two meters. Mm. I get it dramatically, but I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 Very good. Um, Luke. Luke. Mine's going to be... Uh, oh, shit. 
my headphones gone. Uh, m- too too much. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, too much reliance on on diverted calls always gets me. Mm. I know you got. I know you got to make it work, but there's two instances of d- diverted calls. And if yeah. you didn't have that power, which is like a Deus Ex Machina a little bit, then you wouldn't. It wouldn't have worked. One is obviously calling Brad Pitt the Doctor. They have to transfer the call straight to him and the SWAT team. I think if yeah. it was just the SWAT team and they like put maybe one more setup scene of them really struggling to get access to central lines or whatever, they had to chat someone up in a call mm. connector place. Then great, but to use it twice. Is a little bit disappointing. Yeah, because that's reliant on one person's phone, right? Well, it's or, Livingston or the, that's like rerouting it, isn't it? But the but only from the line of he has access to reroute the line of the of uh, Benedict's phone or the or the the house the casino phone. No, because he well, gets he the guy the casino. He gets the guy to do it. Remember, he goes make the call, and he tells his his assistant to do it. Oh, so it's the assistant. What, so what, what, if what he could ask someone mobile? else, yeah, he what does use the. the oh. That, because uh, there's no reception in the there's no reception in the thing is there I think oh okay I think that's no, how they is, get around there it is. or is there no there is because Benedict takes a call when he's oh, like you're right. he, he, talks, he talks to Brad Pitt so I yeah. think I think they're literally just picking signal out of the air Oh, I, okay. I don't think they're pinning it on one phone I think they're just like oh, uh, which makes it even less that's, yeah that's even yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Because it is a bit like... You can do anything. And also with the Doctor, I always thought, like, I don't know, it's 2001, you'd have paramedics, no, not a and, Doctor. Yeah, and you'd have dealt You'd have dealt with, if you're a casino owner and they've got loads of drunk people and some older people, you'd you'd know a Doctor. You'd have the, a guy that always comes by and, yeah. you'd, and you, you wouldn't... You'd be like, oh, I've never seen this guy in a million years. I've had this casino for well, like a decade. It's like a first aid, yeah, on-house like first aid. It's yeah. a bit of a shame. Thing. Yeah. But, uh, uh, we'll um, let it go. Yeah. We're on second, right? Yep. My my second is uh, when the Malloy twins and they bring uh, the trolley in, they swap out from um, kind of like waiters or chefs and they swap to like vault guys or on floor guys mm-hmm. and they leave their white uniforms in the elevator and there's like a that's my, that's my third one jack <laughs> my third one yeah <laughs> really, and, uh. and this this is my only this is the one thing that i like it really fucks me off yeah because if it is going to be so slick, risky you can't like who would just you can't just leave mm. that in the elevator because someone would be like why is there like, yeah and also that whole benedict's like Oh, there's a camera in all areas of my casino and it's like someone could just surely there'd be CCTV in there mm. and you'd look at that and be like why are these guys changing from that to that I've I've cracked this heist before it's even done Benedict's paying me not these lot <laughs> yeah that's true that is, I, I just don't uh, even to hold onto that yeah. shot of the close up of the clothes in like on the floor yeah you want it like underneath it like a quick a quick tuck in of the shirt under my shirt as a close up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's perfect. Or like imagine or in like a you know, they, laundry chute or something like yeah. that. Mm. Or if they'd shoved yeah. it on top of Yen whilst he was under the uh mm. those are all particularly 
great ideas written, directed, edited, cinematography by <laughs> Nick Marley, Jack Walsh, <laughs> Flat, Flat, Flat. And actually, that leads me on to another bit because why not? When they close <laughs> the lid on Yen, they're like, it's 30 minutes from now. But they still push it. Yeah, through. close close the lid when when people are coming. When <laughs> comes oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And anyway, we'll just go down the stairs, <laughs> down the lift, and then we'll wheel him all the way through the floor. Actually, it's it, like where's my Bonjella? <laughs> like, oh, that 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 middle finger that comes out. That's CGI. Is it? No. Not real. Not real middle it's not finger. He, he pointed the finger in the wrong direction, <laughs> and it, it it didn't look like it. He like got it. Oh, it didn't look like a middle like finger coming out. It didn't. It just looked like a hand. <laughs> like that's when you go. Let's do another one. Steve. Yeah, yeah, but man, you're in the flow. You want to fucking shoot? You know, the guys are ripping He's looking on through tape. the bypass. What's he looking at? If it's not the middle finger, that is the only thing going on in the frame. I just don't get it. That made me lose faith in my fountain, like. I'm not convinced that that's real now. <laughs> Retracted. <laughs> yeah. Nothing is planned. It's all coincidence. Um, so Luke, one. it's just sure. Oh, no. It's just yours because Nick and yeah, mine and Nick is the same as you, Jack. The bellhop uniform. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So that's number. Well, yeah, me and Luke got two and three then. I wonder if we're ever gonna have one where all four of us agree on like a like or a dislike. Did we have that in Possessor? That oh, I thought. No, no, we might not have done. Did we? I could yeah, not have agreed that... with all of you on Possessor. <laughs> that must, yeah, that's just impossible. I was doing a bit that night. <laughs> um, my last dislike would be second. Oh, second, second. No, it's your final, isn't it? That's no, final. No, it's, I've only said two. Yeah, and you go after Luke. Oh, actually, you might be right. Oh, uh, no, no, I've said two. I did the... Do I go after Luke? Yeah. No, we, no so we're skipping Matt and me uh, straight to... Go. Oh, what? Gotcha. Whose go is it? Mine? So, yeah. You've got, you've got one left, I've got one left. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I, just, I think the way that he gets Tess back always slightly gets me. Because he doesn't... He does prove that Benedict's a prick, but mm. he doesn't prove that he's any better than he originally was he's just the same old thief doing another and not yet another heist still Mm. a thief he hasn't proved i just wish they had a moment like the moment behind me where he got through to her a little more and i know you could argue that in lust she could have kissed him but that's not enough like Mm. there should have been some sort Mm. of resolution there or halfway to a resolution there where she goes oh maybe Maybe he is he is better. Yeah. Just... She 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 leaves him because he's a liar and a thief, and then <laughs> yeah. she gets back to him, back with him because he's still a liar and a thief. Mm. And at the end, she's the liar suppose... and he's the thief, isn't that right? Yeah. yeah. In the car. Um, my last one is uh, when Danny gets out of prison, he goes to see Frank C first and kind of talks with him over some things and then goes to see Dusty and then in conversation Dusty says oh did you get the cookies I got you I sent you and he's like yeah why do you think I came to you first but I'm like well you haven't because you went to Frank <laughs> first oh okay yeah I do not Wait. recall yeah I'm 
I, I remember cookies. Right at the top. Rewatch. Rewatch. I, re- it's in I the, remember Frank. It's, isn't that, he goes to Frank first and then he goes to Dusty and then uh, when they're in the car, Dusty says... Dusty? Yeah, he's like... Oh no, d- does he go to... F- does he... Proposition... Dusty? Does he... Wait, what? Is there a character? No, you think of Brad Pitt. Dusty. Rusty. Yeah. Rusty. Rusty. You mean Dusty, Rusty, Dusty, mate. Why am I saying Dusty? <laughs> <laughs> mate, it's 11 o'clock. So Dusty, d- Dusty Springfield. <laughs> Oh. But he did, to, he did go to he did go to Frank first, yeah. He goes to Frank first. He speaks to Rusty. Yep. He says, "I come to you car, first." <laughs> in the car, and then Rusty says, "Did you get the cookies I sent?" And he says, "Yeah." Why do you think I came to you first? But does he talk to Frank about the the um, the heist <laughs> first? Well, he took, he took, he, but the viewers, Luke, is well surprised at all of oh, this. Yeah. He, he goes to Frank first. first. What is? He goes to Frank first. Yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> he goes to Frank first. No, and even I even have a small like nitpick with their conversation because it's they do that whole thing of like Ramon. Oh, yeah, he does. Like, Frank isn't allowed into. They just they just that. mates. He could just be like, all right, um, yeah, I'll, four and a half. I just I'll see you at one o'clock at that place. Fuck me, he does go whole... to Frank first. That's so weird. Why would oh. they make him do that? Yeah, why not just go to Rusty first? I don't know. He's like his right hand man. Salazar so always making us the, ask questions. So he's on, your, on your toes, he's keeping you on your toes. Keeps you on your toes after, after fifteen years. Then the only thing, the only thing that sets up is when he's on the phone to his probation officer, and the probation officer says, uh, "You can't leave the state, whatever." And he's like, "No, I wouldn't dream of doing it." And then yeah. he immediately goes to uh, California. Yeah. When I say like, the, otherwise I don't. I don't, I don't understand why. Man, Jack, you know this fucking well. Do you know what? I want to, I kind of want to do a two man play of Ocean's Eleven, just <laughs> me and you on stage. I'd happily oh, do God. that. I would fun that. I would fun that. I, <laughs> I just think, I, would I think that. we could do it right now. I, I would be less prepared, but you fucking know this oh, well. I could, I, I could do it. Mate, we that, talk that's about stuff. Prisoners we will do that. Nothing. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. And it and it's just like month of summers, and we're just in like <laughs> those those like tight white suits with like socks on, like eight, like GCSE <laughs> drama, plimps, plimp soles, plimp soles. Yeah, <laughs> one single rock in the middle as the as the set, and minimal oceans. One blackjack table. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Oh, let's see it. Okay, it's truly out. done. That was fucking fun. I've been waiting for that for a long time. <sighs> it excites me for the rest well, of them. Yeah. What, what are we all, what are we all giving it? Oh, does anyone have um, weather ready. report? Uh, no. no, I did. I did to my surprise. At the end. Yeah, yeah I got one at the end. What, the, fountain? the fountain, the yeah, yeah, it kicked in when when um, Tess Tess was walking out of the casino, and then the music lifted, and she realised that she wanted to be with Danny. Mm, that's that's quite good. And it kind of bled over to the whole fountain thing at the end when they're just kind of looking over it. It's the it's the fountain really gets me because it's it, I always feel like it's like they've spent so much time together over the last like, mm. month or whatever it is. Like they spent every day with each other, and they're like. 
They've all what? Slaughter the Rings. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they all peel off one they, by one. They've been to war. But then they've, they've all like they've literally all got to go their own separate ways yeah. and like lie low until very good until, until they happen to need to go to France. Okay, is it France? Is it France? Yes, <laughs> don't think it's France. Think it's Rome. Saw the first ten minutes. Decided not to watch it. Oh, it's, uh, it's Venice it's in Baghdad. Uh, is it, <laughs> is it um, Venice? Who's seen the others? Nick, Matt, uh, bits. Never ever watched yeah, them start to finish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, bits. Like I've definitely seen the beginning. I Amsterdam. Yeah, Amsterdam. Is it? Yeah, yeah, or is it? Mm-hmm. No, no spoilers. I, but the guy's French because it's Rob and Frank house. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? There's a movie that does that. <laughs> What's in there to steal? The least likable people ever. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. Whatever. But yeah, that, that uh, scene is um, a weather I, report for me. For sure. Yeah. All I know from the second one is is kind of that opening. Brad Pitt sneaking in through the window ah, or sneaking out of a yeah. window. That's pretty much all I remember. See, I, don't, I don't remember that, but that sounds um, great. I'm looking forward to, to watching. Just going to have a shower. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Jack, can we fucking do next week? <laughs>